Welcome back, Get Fresh Crew, to the show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm James A. Werner. And this is episode number 347 of the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. Yes, it is. Here we are, Eric. I'm going to be fancy tonight. I'm fancy. I'm a third. Eric, I am. You actually took a shower today. I'm proud of you. Damn right. Once a month, if I need it or not. Eric, that's what we say around this place, right? Ah, uh, yes, it doesn't. I'm stuck inside. Hey, here we are with our podcast you going still stink on. Inside. I'm stink inside, Eric. Uh, I end up having these slippers that I wear, you know, because I'm fancy. Uh, gross. Come down in this basement. You need something. I mean, I, I should have boots. more protection. Like Heavy duty boots, boots. A flamethrower, possibly a hazmat suit. But I end up coming down there and they're all ripped up in the bottom. My feet are coming out. I, I literally. Look I've seen you wear shoes. Right? I understand. Damn right. I don't got a lot of money. What am honey. I, Rockefeller? <laughs> I got no mom, no money, honey. Uh, here we are, Eric. We have a episode of a podcast uh, ahead of us, and with it's that, true. we're going to be talking about some DC comic books, some Future State books, finishing up Future State. This is it. Um, and with that, we're going to just have the books tonight. We're going to put the news and all that and other nonsense aside, Eric. Mainly right. because I forgot all about it. But we're yeah, going to yeah, do that. Yeah. We will not forget about the Monday morning pump-up song, Eric, because that I need. I need that to keep me I going. I can't wait for you to forget about that. <laughs> forget about it. The only reason I don't is because I have to do that tonight. And that's like the scourge of my existence, too, where I'm doing it. And it, it comes off as like, oh, there's Jim with these random sound bites in the sad song. I'm like, you don't understand how I'm trying to make things work with this thing. It takes me hours. I'm like, why am I doing this? Oh, my goodness. It takes but you hours. I'm telling you, I, if I sit there and I have a sound bite that bleeds into, like, the next verse of the song, and I, I'll, I'll get all upset, and then I'll, uh, and that doesn't fit. I want, And also, I try to get the song... To fit with the th- it doesn't it never does but I try. You don't put this kind of time into the research for the podcast. No, why would I, Eric? I looked at the landscape of podcasts nowadays, and I figured that people doing their mixing and the scratching take more time. That's who I'm going with, Eric. And and how dare you? You're hitting a soundbite in the middle of a song you? to and mix and scratch. How dare you say that I don't take any sort? Well, what else do we do? We read the books, Eric. We come on and we talk about them and have a good time, a laugh. While we're doing that, right? Is that what yeah, you do? Yeah. How dare you? Uh, yeah, 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 maybe sometimes I'm like, ooh, I got five books. I got ten minutes left. All right, get me the stamp, people. We're mailing this shit in. No, I read the books. I tell you. And in I didn't fact, say you didn't read the books. I don't, I don't have, well, that's the research. I mean, you just <laughs> I do 100%. Uh, also, I argue with people. Isn't that part of it as well? Arguing with people all around town. I argue with them downtown at the the signs, Five and Dime, Eric. I'm at Miss Cindy's School of Dance. I don't know other places in Quakertown anymore. The landscape's <laughs> changed, Eric. But we're here to talk those books, and we're ending Future State. And, yeah, we've had this kind of, you know, ending, ending, ending each week because books are ending. And with that, I, I still don't really know what I feel completely about Future State. And I think that I need to step I'm back, I'm feeling Eric. nostalgia for the past. Well, I'm stepping back a little because some things like a house of L. I ended up arguing with people about that today. And that There's would no be need. that would be better 
if we get a continuation. It doesn't make our review or anything wrong or whatnot, but if you ended up like, well, the first chapter of the next Batman, the digital, the Second Son prequel came out this week, and I think in just a little bit of a chapter, actually put to rest a bunch of people's complaints of the next Batman. So I think that this is something where this event should have been two months and we're gone. We have these stories and what it seems to be is like they're in the future, but prequels to other books that'll be prequels when you get it. I don't know how it's going, Eric. It, It upsets me because we don't have a lot of airtight stories. And we're going to continue that tonight, even though Eric will again announce the most important book. In it's finally here, everybody. I might have said it every week, the idea that week. so-and-so book is the most important book of Future State, but you know what? In the final week of the stupid-ass two-month event, we have finally found the most important book in all of and Future State. And that made you happy, right? And, and <laughs> it the always thing makes is, me happy. It made you happy, and it's funny because it's a backup of a story <laughs> that seems to be the most important part. There was somebody reading the reviews the on our website who had no idea that the you know the Shazam story continued in a backup of Suicide Squad. I told Squad. you this. I told you this. This is what I was saying even on the TGIF, Eric. The, the thank God it's Friday. The idea that DC, and not in but they're making things too complicated, and people are getting confused, and they're missing how, out how on things. How is it that the Black Adam story, yes, it's the 853rd century with the Justice Legion Alpha and stuff like that, but how is that to the backup of an Earth 3 Suicide matter. Squad book that doesn't matter in the likely, like, it doesn't matter in the slightest except for to say, hey, everybody, Connor Kent, he's going to be in the Suicide Squad in March. There matter. you go. We knew that, but it, even with that, the funny thing is I was trying not to spoil the book I was just talking about. Not that it mattered, uh, but it is the Black Adam deal, and it's crazy. You, you uh, try not that, to spoil the book? Be, well, no, I was saying I didn't want to spoil the issue that we were alluding to, that you were going to end up blowing people's minds by cracking and the code spoil later. later. Well, you spoiled it now. Now nobody's going to listen. Well, I, I already heard wait. the most That's important the, I got the part. download. It's fine. Okay, there you go. Well, you end up with all this, and... I don't know, maybe in a couple of weeks when things kind of settle down or whatnot, because looking at the landscape coming up, we're going to have some real short podcasts. There. There's not a lot of books that will be around uh, when we get to our Saturday night recording. We have like four and two in the next mm-hmm. bunch of weeks. Maybe one of those, probably the two. Maybe we'll have like a, uh, not an award show, but we'll talk, you know, our favorite things, top five, whatever, favorite oh, story well. of Future State. We'll see. I, I just think we'll have a 40-minute podcast and people will lose their minds. But we'll end up with doing They might be forced to go to the Patreon for more shows then, if that's the case. That doesn't seem to be the case. We'll, we'll see. We'll <laughs> We've see never had a 40-minute show. We'll, we'll see if it happens. Ah, we, we got close sometimes. But, yeah, there's not a lot of books coming out each week, it seems, coming up. And a ton of the ones that are going to be coming up will be digital so we may have to, you know, decide what we're going to do or whatnot. But right here, we can go and talk about the Patreon. You can go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science, because you'll get to hear then the Future State Superman House of L number one, and also the lovely Future State Legion of Superheroes number two. Those were picked by lovely. the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. Beep, boop, boop. Boop. And they ended up, you know, picking those and mm, we talked they about They were them. a big fan angry. of the year 3000. They seem to be. That was the thing. They were there like the Jonas Brothers sang. That's what I'm saying. The idea that the House of L, the final issue of our Superman tale in the year 3000 and what happens to the like Superman family in the year 3000, like it wouldn't be better with more issues because it doesn't make sense to what we've seen of the year 3000 thus far. 
So what you're telling just me the 31st is I should, century in general. you're telling me I need to do a parody song to the Jonas Brothers cover of the year 3000 that they covered from the well, band maybe a week ago. Eric. I didn't know if you thought that. <laughs> I forgot all about the song. I didn't know, but maybe I will. Baby. Isn't that how I sing I don't know uh, the Jonas Brothers. Baby. It was actually a cover, though. And it was in that Meet the Robinsons, I think, is what they did it for as one of the songs I don't think in I saw that it. movie. I didn't either, but I remember the song. But yeah, so if you want to, you know, check us out or whatnot, you can go over to Twitter at Weird Science DC, go to our website at WeirdScienceDCComics.com, but then also, again, go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Weird Science, like the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. Eric, this is their roll call here. Here we go. Uh. <laughs> you like that, Josh Murray? Nobody likes not that. Not a robot podcast. <laughs> Ted Probst, <laughs> Lawrence Lee, Forrest Pauly, Cam, up. Joseph Blodzik, Matt Razor, D-Man Three Thousand, All New Dave, Lady Abby, Cisco, Matches Balone, Niels T. Ward. He's kind of going in between Germany and the States, coming up and stuff. Oh my. I don't think our country's ready for him, <laughs> really. Uh, David Fink, Joey Bercasco, Stephen Baum, Tony Walton, Jason Colby, Super Duty, you, Michael G, Ken Halleck, Kumpum Rocket, Seller Dweller, Mark Jager, Eric G, Aldrin Stojan, Nick Adams, Bill Bear from the Bat Pod, Ruben, Carlos, Lone Wolf Marv, T Funk, Luke Hollywood, Simon, Luis, Man Ship, Andrew Belfast, Swanee, Anthony G, Josh from Million, Dalton Edom, our man Pete from NYC, or my man, Sailor Moon Mark, Brandy Murray. Brandon's talking about they have a Fortnite book coming out for DC. He's like, I told you. I'm like, I didn't want to listen to you. And Double A-Run, all-time great Reggie, Carl, Rob Lewis, everybody here. I'm just going with the whole wow. thing. I had extra time. And there we are. No, we no, no. Are. Go back. What is Brandon saying? Like, I told you about a Fortnite book for DC. Yeah, DC has a Fortnite tie-in book. And but he's I'm been saying telling that, me like, gonna... why would he have told you this? Because he's been telling me that for about a year that they're going to do it. And they finally did because Marvel keeps doing things and they keep doing, like, these skins and stuff. And he said they finally did it. I told you they do it. Okay. Like, I still don't care, Brandon. <laughs> Whatever. But yeah, so tell they me had, I shouldn't get on that Fortnite train at this point in time. I thought that Fortnite was over, Eric. I was told that like everything in my house <laughs> Logan like announces weeks. everything's over and then it isn't. And, but yeah, uh, they end up having that. See, I did do the news, Eric. Fortnite. I think it's some mini series. I don't even know. I looked at the cover. I'm like, I'm too old for that shit. <laughs> I'm t- Comics? Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> it is. See you later, suckers. I'm heading to the grave. That's what I'll be. Uh, you can't get these comics out of my cold, dead hands. Really, you can. Just please get them out of my hands. Rigor Morris is set in. Get them out of my hands. Hard. I just need them. Oh, yeah. uh, well, I told Tanya today that I don't think I'm long for the world. And she told You've me. told her that for the last 15 years. Yeah, and every time she tells me to shut up, it's what she said. Yes. I got, She's tired of hearing I it. I got mad at her. You want, you want to hear the actual story, Eric? You, you want to hear what happens? See if I'm in the wrong. I said to her <sighs> that I have been putting some money aside, right? Because I know they're all going to leave me. That's not why. I ended up saying to Logan, I had to spell it out. No, I said to Logan, I'm going to (laughs) put some money aside, keep it out of their grimy hands. Because, as you know, Tanya hates the holidays, things like that. And I said, this coming up, this coming up. Yeah. So there's the combo. This coming up uh, Christmas, we are going to have the greatest Christmas of all time. She's finally going to enjoy a Christmas. So I want to make sure that can happen. And then she got mad at me about it because she found out because Logan, he can't keep a secret. And then I yelled yeah. at her. 
I told her not to worry about it. And then she got just, mad at me. And I said, I think I'm going to die soon. She has soon. a terrible PTSD about Christmas. And you're saying, I don't care how you feel. No, We're going to no. have the best Christmas what ever. Is, is and make, you, to make sure that you know about you, it, I'm going to tell our blabbermouth son to make sure you know. Wrong, Eric. You didn't even ask what it would entail. This is not me buying her jewelry or anything. Because every Christmas, she gets upset that she can't see her Aunt Mary. Because Aunt Mary was always the only one who was nice to her and was able to keep her from harm at Christmas and things like that. So we were going to get her a trip to go see Aunt Mary and spend Christmas with Aunt Mary, kind of making it so we don't have to deal with the misery. Yes, but she gets to do this because Aunt Mary, we used to go see her. She lived in Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. She lives in Arizona now. We're in a pandemic, so I, said, I don't know. Yeah, not then. <laughs> the problem is, is then she'll want to take the dog. It gets very complicated. But I said I wanted to do something like that. She's always upset. Every year, she says, I wish that we could just go see Aunt Mary. I said, what are we? <laughs> Rockefellers again? But I figured, no. If, <laughs> I, mean, I, can't, I can't afford shoes, honey. Yeah, I want really. to go see Aunt Mary. And, and again, the shoes thing just goes with me never wanting to spend money on myself. I'm a cheapass. But I figured I would save some of the Patreon money aside each month to be able to yeah. send her there. I thought that was nice. She finds out. She thinks that basically I'm saving money to move out. And that was it. So she yelled at me. I yelled at her. Oh, I get it. She discovered what you were doing. You needed a cover story. No, I just yelled at her. Oh, Oh, I see what you're saying now, possibly. (laughs) Who knows? I mean, if that happens, because at one point. You needed to lie your way out of what you discovered. I understand. At one point, I was going to get her a TV. And so I ended up ordering the TV. She. Talk smart to me later that day. I canceled that. Smart, did she? She did. I canceled that TV. We still haven't gotten it then. She missed out. The iron was hot then. I even had told Logan then because it was, they couldn't, it's like they're squinting to watch Supernatural. I can't see what's going on. Is that Clive or is that Tom? I can't figure out which one of you, though, is the outlaw that moved into town and said, I'm in charge now. Clive and Tommy, I said, the supernatural characters, Eric, you're supposed to correct me. Uh, no, and then no, I'm like, uh, you can sound like an idiot. Yeah. And so that they end up, I said, oh, we'll get a TV then. I ain't getting a TV. Oh. I need to move out. Zach moved out. I'm, I'm moving out next. I'm out. Zach tried to get me to go with him. I'm like, I don't like you either. That, that yeah. was the big thing. I'm like, you're a real pain in the ass. Why would I move out with you? He's just miserable. He everything is a problem with that guy. It's like he would read a comic and yell about anything, Eric. Like what father, is he like doing? Ah, uh, speaking of that, we're gonna go off. We're gonna go off to the first section of books, and it is the bat section. Eric, are you ready? Are you ready to rumble? Are you? I don't know. You're not gonna consider the Batman Superman section? Uh no. I, I'm throwing shade at Superman. Poor soups. Fully Batman. We had Batman call Listen, Superman soups in this we gym. Did. We also had it Superman's crazy ass eyes on pigeons and rats. So Superman gets, His eyes are he everywhere. gets no credit here. He's a peeper. But we'll go off to that right about now. I want them, baby. Daddy, chill. Let the boy watch. That was legitness. Child arrived just the other day. This is not a Mickey Mouse program. You away, but there were planes to catch. Oh, yes. He learned to walk. And he was talking for a new with Are you an angel? He'd say, I'm gonna be like you. You know, I'm gonna be like you. Good, buddy. Okay, Boomer. The cats in the cradle and the suits. And boom goes the dining Hello, Weird Science! Right here on Weird Science.
Hey man, why don't they leave us alone? You know, hey man, he's keeper blew up my home. I got the hey man, they'll put you right in your face. The magistrate will come and rip that mask off your face. Hey man, a future state is insane. Hey man, we've got them down the drain. Hey man, well Batman's dead now, blam blam. He said he had to save it, but he up and he all in on me, man. Cause the cyber's gonna stick it in the magistrate city. I'm all in on me, man. Cause we ain't got time to check it in the magistrate city. They gotta say. Ah, right. oh, yes, and here we are, Eric, Wham, with a bam, couple of thank books. You, ma'am. Yeah, there we go with some of the books that are going to well, deal with the magistrate there. Is, is Batman's dead blam blam. You like the blam blam. <laughs> I knew you would like that. <laughs> and it, it's I'm wrong, simple, though, man. right? It's wrong because he is no, alive. No. But Is he? Is well, he? Is he's alive, but is he really truly living, Eric? I don't know. Now, At the end of this issue. <laughs> we're going into the dark detective, yeah. We're going into the Dark Detective deal here, and there's a lot of things that people have been saying about all these books. You you could go in with, well, first off, a lot of them have the creative team that's going to continue on as new creative teams in the books coming back in March. So some people are saying, oh, my God, so-and-so's really writing a mission statement of the Superman. So-and-so, Eric. I I was just winking there. But, yeah, or, you know, hey, this is going to be cool. Or, oh, no, I'm worried. Even like a guy like a uh, Ram V. You know, going and, hey, he really knows the swamp things, you know, things like that. I said to you that I didn't really get a lot of hype anymore uh, hearing it from this dark detective, Mariko Tamaki. And the idea that Dan Mora's art's great, and that's going to be praised, you know, at any point. There's no way you can't like it. And that's a, a prerogative. And I'm telling you right now, Bobby Brown, you better like it. So with that, though. Do you have any sort of idea? <laughs> You're Bobby Brown now, so there. You end up where, do you have any grip on you saying, oh my God, I can't wait for Mariko Tamaki's you know, Detective Comics coming back? Because no. I don't, right? And, no, but, no. But I also don't have a negative feeling either because I just have no feeling at all. Well, that's the and thing that's is about all me. the future state because not, not enough has happened for you to really get a grip of what anything's about. That's not what people are saying, Eric. The people are loving the idea of Philip Kennedy Johnson on those super books because maybe it's a better ploy. I got mad because he was just giving you, hey, flashbacks of what people and, – and his mission statement of Superman – Maybe that'll play off better for people than these non-stories because there's not enough space for the stories. But where we were coming out of, say, Wonder Woman with Mariko Tamaki and even me, I said, with the X-23 book over at Marvel with her, she tends to not do much and tends to just meander. And tends well, even to... that idea, it's like when you have a character like that, there's one concept that Marika Tamaki That's seems to grasp, grab a hold of and then run with that nonstop and never lets it go. Yeah, it's a one thing focus here. And here you get the story. And is this a great Batman? Does she get Bruce? I don't know because it's such a nothing story. And she, we say this about this, oh, they don't have a lot of space. This is one of them four-issue deals, Eric. So she she should have had at least something with a story. And what I get upset at and what I'm worried when we did, and I'll keep going back to the Wonder Woman, I guess. But when we have that, you end up having, okay, I'm going to show the truth, truth, truth. And then you're going to have, oh, my God, we have Maxwell Lord. This will be awesome. Then that gets pushed aside to get liar, liar. Then that doesn't make sense. But then you get Maxwell Lord back again. So everything... That's kind of what happened here, but a lesser extent, because we really like the idea of Noah. 
oh man, this Noah's cool. Let's see if what he well, thinks, and the then thing, that gets we pushed have aside. A, we have a mystery going on about what Bruce is up to and the idea he's trying to uncover the secret surveillance of the magistrate. And in the background of all of this, we have his roommate, Noah's daughter, Hannah. And what is she really up to? Because is she on the up and up? She works for the magistrate, but she's always around Bruce's apartment with her father and stuff like that. And seems to be keeping tabs. What is she really up to? Oh my God. And by the end, it's like, Yep, making secret recordings at work to bring them down. It really had nothing to do with what you were doing at all. I'm yeah, like, oh, and it okay. feels like that, like almost like it has ADHD. The book because like even this whole thing when we get down to the final issue, like I'm telling you, issue number two when you introduce Noah, the crazy old roommate, I'm like breakout character of Future State in my mind. And here we are in the final issue, and we do nothing with him except for say him calling up Hannah and say Jeff is up to something weird on the roof, and he's done. He's, he's out Jeff. of the series. I'm like, yeah. what happened? And, and so what you did was for three issues or so, push this concept only to make it be the connection to Hannah, even though Hannah's been in the book, and you wasted your time. You wasted your time to get to a point where at one point, I don't even know what happened, the, the progression of, and I understand that Hannah left the safe house, but it, it doesn't even play off well. But even with that. I was so confused when she just shows was up too. in this one place out of nowhere. I'm like, how did she even get there at this point in time? Like she left immediately after Bruce and followed his ass. And by this, this is what happens with me, with Mariko Tamaki, especially with the Wonder Woman deal and the X-23 with not a lot going on. I make up stories in my head because I, I don't know that Noah's on the up and up now. But I also think that Hannah is completely moronic. I mean, she is there on a tech-based, you know, villain-type deal where she's doing secret recordings and she's leaving them at work on the computer that she has to run back as it's being, you know, burned and, and download them into a th- No! Get him on the cloud, maybe, baby. Look at that shit. Know. Maybe that's the magistrate's biggest problem because they are all consumed with the idea of having of an everything eye in the else, sky, of yeah. everything in the city, except for the inside. They're weak they, on the inside, They Jim. don't have an eye in the office, but we'll, we'll they don't get have an to eye that. In the stomach. Yeah, yeah. It just threw me off that she actually was doing that's all weird. this and keeping it at the magistrate. I'm like, I'm not a smart man, Eric, or a handsome one, but I realize that that's a dumb plan. But we're going to go into this. I'm going to give you my blurb, and then I'll tell you why. Noah, and it made me laugh. I actually giggled when you said that Noah, the breakout character. I'm like, hey, what did you love? Who are the breakout characters of Future State? Well, Yara Floor, Noah. (laughs) What? Noah? What, did he build an arc? You end up here, though. It is the Future State Dark Detective, number four, written by Mariko Tamaki, art by Dan Moore, Jordi Belair, and and Dita Bidikar. You have a backup story that's a Red Hood story, continuing by Joshua Williamson, with art by Giannis Milo Giannis, Jordi Belair, and Troy. Mariko Tamaki ends her future state Batman story like most others without a lot of answers. The problem is going back to the regular books, I'm not even sure of the original questions that we're supposed to ask. I have no idea that Jason Todd backup actually is better than the first and introduced some cool concepts that seem to be forced in. But even then, uh, it was better. And you even said that. I don't think I'm as Gaga, Lady Gaga, as you were. But one of my things going with this, too is one of the things we've been holding our hopes up for is when we get back to the regular books, let's see how all this nonsense is averted. Let's see how it's going. The thing about it, though, is this magistrate stuff in the bat books, which we have a bunch of bat books going back and things like that, like all it's going to take is no magistrate, and then they're all free and clear. And so the idea of this Bruce Wayne dark detective, which should be one of the bigger books in all of Future State, like, what do we need to be averted except for what every other one needs to be averted? The magistrate. 
And it just kind of ends up at the end like feeling just like a, a really a bunch of nothing. And maybe you could call that a missed opportunity. I didn't even know, you know, the opportunity was ever there. It just seems to be a meandering story to try to get the art out there, which is awesome. But this idea of Noah, you know, only leading to his daughter, which then ends up convoluted in the deal. But what I get is, you know, the Peacemaker one, all these, they're trying to figure out where these drones are. And it's one of those, how many drones have disappeared? They're they're on to Bruce in the point with this, the idea that some are disappearing. And so you end up Hannah, she's like getting all nervous. You see that? I thought my whole idea was she was diverting some things to protect her father. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, it's more than that. It actually is bigger. She has things. Now, when we get to it, do you think the things that she recorded sounded like anything that's going to bring down anyone? Because it's just no, like random it's just musings, right? It's like, you know, you have Peacekeeper once in there. Yeah, once I have this city under my thumb, I'm going to bring total justice the way I want it. Yeah. And, but right. the thing is, it didn't even sound that bad. Like, you made it sound more nefarious. In my mind, it was like, pretty nefarious. we're, we're going to end up making sure this city's got the justice. I'm like, ooh, they're in trouble for that. The, the one here, it's for years, our weakness was that we were the visible line of justice while the vigilantes claim the shadows now we will be the eyes peering out from the darkness oh they're gonna get them for that that's like 10 to 15 right but what got me is at the very beginning you go back to noah and, and he calls hannah on a cell phone that doesn't seem like noah to me that seems completely off character for him who doesn't even want a television going on now if you set it up that she has a totally unbreakable you know a phone that's just there or whatever that felt so off that he would use a cell phone. And I thought well, right away. That, but the idea that he is afraid of Jeff for whatever reason, being Jeff being the, the alias of Bruce Wayne, his yeah. room, My name's roommate Jeff. here. But the idea that Je- like, you know, Jeff Bruce Wayne is up on the roof attaching, you know, a bomb to the antenna that, you know, Noah has set up to try to, you know, get TV signals or block out TV. So whatever is crazy. Getting, it's the, I think that's supposed to be that alien disruptor yeah. beam. But the idea now that not only it. is he going to call up Hannah and say, huh, he's up there doing some damn thing, Hannah. And the idea, like, instead of taking matters into his own hands, why would he call Hannah up in order to stop Jeff from doing yeah, this thing that he because is Because he's all been about? pretty hands-on all the time up like, until even that, then. He goes up there with a gun, which you don't even get to see. Just Bruce knocks him out. We move on. Yeah. Even the last issue was when Bruce was up there and, and he was up there putting this up. And Bruce and Hannah, she was arguing with him, all that stuff. I actually thought that this was the idea. And actually, it intrigued me a bit for this ending of the idea that Hannah and Noah were actually on to him and they were trapping Bruce with this. And then all of a sudden he pulls out a cell phone because I don't ever see him using that. Also, you're supposed to get no reception there. Where he is actually at it, it, it to I me it was want, such- it's weird since we don't have Alfred anymore. I kind of want a new Alfred who's not Lucius or any like of the main characters you want you think Noah? of coming. But he would have been cool, a, right? A crazy conspiracy crazy. theory dude who's helping out Batman and stuff like that, and just like off the wall, and you have to reel him in every now and again. Well, and could be kind of fun. And what the fun is is the idea of the crazy guy's right. He was right, you know. Everybody, I thought. Damn, oh my damn God, this, because again, this was one of the things that Bruce wanted this apartment because it ended up being, you know, no signals there. Well, Everything's blacked out. He's on the phone. You and I have been talking about the idea of this Noah character and how weird it feels in the DC universe to be, you know, all weirded out about the idea of aliens when there's literally aliens among you all the time between Superman, Martian Man, and all the other characters that are on Earth. Now, if you take into consideration something that the Future State stuff hasn't done yet but has talked about what we'll get to later on in Future State Suicide Squad, it seems like one of the big catalysts to this future might be some kind of weird alien invasion because even Amanda Waller, who goes to Earth 3, her big thing is – 
no aliens on Earth because did something happen that we're actually not talking about at all in this future state that is something like this only being hinted at or alluded to going back to the books in March. Yeah. And again, it just didn't feel like him. And that's pretty much all you get except him going up with a gun. But then he gets knocked out. And it's supposed to be this play. And what's the weird play is it seems like Mariko Tamaki is trying to play the idea of, oh, my God, Bruce has lost his mind. Oh, my God, Bruce is doing this. Maybe he, she is pushing the idea there on the inside trying to get him. But it doesn't end up doing that. And it also then makes me upset because I like Noah. And I'm, I, for some reason, I'm thinking, you know, he's an old guy. He doesn't look in shape. Yeah, Bruce might sedate him. This might kill him. But even then, you see Bruce take him down, and he is pretty much trying to clean this whole house. He knows that they're on to him. They know, he knows they're coming to get him. And then you end up having Hannah, you know, bust him. Where's my dad? What's going on? And you end up having Bruce admit, like, listen, you know, things are, I'm trying to help you guys, whatever. Well, what's going on? And then he ends up knocking her out. I thought that he had figured out that they were on to him, that they were, Hannah and Noah, that they mm-hmm. were on the inside. But he doesn't kill people, but he knows that if, they, if they're if they there, you know, this place is going to get bombed, all that, because he set all this stuff up. But it is just to get them out of the way so that you can see that Peacekeeper 1 is a little smarter, at least knows where to go. We said all along, do the Superman thing. Go where you can't see. There, It seems like it's this one building. Even the idea where... The thing is, they can see. They have been watching Batman, it seems like. And now, out of nowhere, they are going to strike. I don't know if it's because they realize now that Batman knows, and it's now or never, and we have to strike, and Batman is already ready for them, instead of bombs to blow up this building once they get their drones in, in place. Yeah, and we talked about setup even. Remember when you ended up having people going by, man, I'm going to take a picture of this building, that's wacky. And they took a picture, and Bruce might have been in the... But none of that played out. Like no. nothing and even the idea just... that when we get Noah and Hannah out of there, we go to another safe house that Bruce has, but I thought we had to go live with Noah because that was the only safe place in Gotham, but he has another safe house all lined up. Then like, just don't leave yeah, here. Why, You'll be why fine, Why couldn't Hannah. he have just stayed there? I he could have slept there. Uh, but yeah, they're there, and you end up having Bruce, you know, fully admit what he's up to, and then finding out what Hannah. Kind of. Yeah, and Hannah says, well, as much as a, you know, Bruce Wayne deal would, but then Hannah's like, oh. I'm saying, he is sitting there in his Batman gear, not mask, but it seems like and every says, time he my puts name this is Bruce on, Wayne. he has to spray paint the uh, yeah, bat yeah. symbol oh, onto his chest yeah. and then wipe it down after you're done. Eric, that's the fun of it. You can change it up. I mean, that's that's where you get the creativity that Batman likes to have. He needs to express himself now and again. But yeah, Hannah ends up saying, yeah, I work for the magistrate, which we saw. We saw her go to there. That's what intrigued me. Is she trying to help her dad, whatnot. Um, but she's been, you know, recording things. And these things are just, like I said, the problem is... The problem is she's a programmer, and she's like, I have surveillance, I've been spying on them, but it seems like she's just walking around with with a, a, a microphone and listening to their things. I hope that she has That's more. You know, I hope she has more, though, because like I said, that one thing I already said did not seem very bad. The others, even, even there is nothing we cannot see, or when there's nothing we cannot see, uh, there is nothing we can't control, and our control, our justice will be absolute. That's not that bad i mean they are in charge and they are a thing you need to have like hey absolute control i don't know about that magistrate but but that that might get people to say oh i'm worried about that but it's not going to get people to get arrested or bring it down these aren't things if you end up saying like where the bodies are buried or we're going to kill people but they're innocent it doesn't matter like kind of the things that you got with peacekeeper six running her mouth in the nightwing even that didn't seem so crazy but these are just like this thing just thrown in because there's not enough time. 
There's not enough time because you wasted all this time with Noah and that setup, which really didn't do much. And then we get to well, hear. Ultimately, all we have is Batman going off now that we know that Hannah and Noah are safe. Like, okay, I'm going to go to the magistrate security building and I'm going to blow it up. Bombs placed here, here, and here. And the end. That was the main plot of the story at which, you know, Peacekeeper 1 ends up showing up and fighting Batman to the finish with the buildings blowing up around him. But I'm like, that, that's all we did. All Batman did was go and blow up the security building of the magistrate. And, and wouldn't you have expected when what Batman for <laughs> who knows? He was, you know, hanging with Noah and learning, Eric. Uh, I guess he had to wait to figure out how to bypass their security system. And the idea of being watched. Thing up, but still, you end up even where Hannah, like, why isn't Bruce saying, where is this info? She says, I have a connection with the media. I think that he'd ask a little more, but my biggest problem, like I said with earlier with Noah on the telephone. Better not be Jack Ryder because Shazam's going to kill him in a few years. Yeah, really, I know. But my biggest thing is Bruce leaves the safe house, right? You would think that that thing goes in lockdown the minute he leaves. You would think that he'd say, okay, you guys are safe here. I don't think that this would be something where the door would be left open or whatnot. And it's he goes, screen door. and she, yeah, and it's open. It doesn't even. It's one of them half cocked ones. It's just one of those with that weird underground bunker that Burns had that you had to go yeah, through all is. those hallways the to get to the screen door. Get out He kicks at him and Smithers. Yeah, because it just felt weird. And you didn't even get the idea there was like tech she could hack or whatever. She's just a programmer and she has a microphone. And so he ends up, okay, you're safe here. I'm going to go take care of things. He goes off. And like you said, he's going to place bombs. He's going to blow up stuff at the security thing. And while that's going on, all of a sudden you see Hannah run by. And you end up even seeing them watch, uh, you know, computer locate employee H- Hannah Harris. I'm like. What do you mean? Like, she should have been. I had no idea what was going on at this point. I'm like, because he happens to notice her on a security feed that I wasn't paying attention to, and they has to computer locate so we can then get her out of the building before it blows. I'm like, even that progression. Yeah, even that progression, though, where, okay, you stay in the safe house, I'm locking you down, boom. And then all of a sudden, she's running through the building. The only thing you barely get, even, is she's running against the flow of the crowd. She's going in as they run out. Okay, she's come here. I was confused at first. I thought that maybe so pages I. were messed up or whatnot. And, and then I thought even that it was Peacekeeper 1 who was asking to find her because he she was missing. But no, it's Batman. Because like you said, the building's going to blow up. She gets located. He goes into the room. As the building seems to be on fire, alarms going. She goes, whoever you are, go away. I'm like, what, what? And he's like, you have four minutes to get out of here. And then that's basically you know what we get because he pushes her out away and then as she i guess maybe you needed a witness to this whole fight and explosion or whatnot so you could just have the idea at the end when she says at the end when the building blows up and peacekeeper one and batman are both inside it was bruce wayne batman is the end that's what i think that's all it was you needed somebody to be even the idea when you get to this point where she is running out she has just downloaded the the information that she needs off her personal computer at work runs out with her little drive in her hand and swallows it why does she need to swallow it at this point in time and how does she think she's getting it back (laughs) this is the problem is she's a programmer who is smart enough to do all the stuff that she's saying she did but she didn't upload it somewhere else she only has one little thing the cybers are coming to get her and and they're like you know freeze you have the she swallows it as if they're not just going to give her taco bell for the next three hours and wait till she shits it out i mean this is what happens they're like if i know anything about cybers they got freaking rats in their heads with superman eyes they're going to x-ray vision her freaking stomach i don't know that is true eric that freaked me out we'll get to that in a minute that freaked (laughs) me the hell out but yeah you you end up there i don't think they have that anymore you end up with peacekeeper 
one. Yeah, I think that that was like the prototype that didn't quite work out. Yeah, and that seems like way more advanced than just having robots in my, it, it, in my well, mind. Where you genetically alter animals it, to have the eyes of Kryptonians. Think of, steps, think of the steps that needed to go. Hey, we no, need not some. Even the eyes of Kryptonians. The eyes of Kryptonians on their back. Yeah. We need something to run these cybers, these robot (laughs) things. Well, why don't we make them robots? No, no, no. Too easy. No. We're going to get cybernetic, cloned-eyed rats to go. Next thing you know, they figure out that's plan A. Or plan B was three midgets in a trench coat. We didn't get to that part yet. You know, that's all I was, too. So they end up cybers are the full rats. (laughs) That's what they are. (laughs) Oh, my God. So she swallows the drive as Peacekeeper 1 is fighting Batman. Now, you want to just notch up and i know that we're told not to say this all the time eric but is peacekeeper one now in your mind just another first victim because he's just some dude that blows up now Thing is we're gonna have peacekeeper one showing up in the in first the issue coming of batman back. coming up so it's okay at this point this is the end of his long long run that we yeah. haven't gotten to official yet it's such a weird deal to end up having a future it's that we then have to rely to yeah it is it is it's exactly that to go okay well we'll get back to the prequels to see where so it you leads wait till you see his origin everybody and, and just think of that it's the <laughs> idea you saw of him die wait till you see him live listen here we have a possible future that'll probably be averted but we won't tell you all the stories because you'll have to get the prequel of what led to a future that probably will be wiped out but then they'll be great it's so ass backwards. Like you said, it's so weird. But you end up, it looks awesome. You get a fight. You end up having, you know, Peacekeeper 1. I'm going to kill awesome. you again. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to get you. You have a countdown and all that stuff. But again. So while we have Bruce Wayne supposedly dead for two years from 2025 to 2027 when this Dark Detective takes place, a lot of people have supposedly believe that he is dead. He is now officially dead. It comes to it, even That's though we don't seems, know yeah. why anybody thought he was dead to begin with. Because it turns out, or at least to us, that it was like all of the resistance that anybody who needed to know knew that Bruce Wayne and Batman were both still alive. Now, again, you can go with this idea. Until now. Nobody dies. He crawls out of the fire, but we don't see that. I'm, I'm oh, he going. He just lands into a pile of Dionysium. Isn't that yeah, what happens? Oh, yeah. Well, that's what always happens. He's like, oh, thank God I had this Lazarus resin. <laughs> thank you, Tim Drake. That uh, would be hilarious where he blows up, falls through the different like floors of the building to the south basement where they have a big tub of Lazarus, Lazarus resin. resin, but it kills him. And Tim Drake's like, I told you I was better. But yet, right. when when this blows up, though, this is what you're expecting from a possible future that'll probably be averted. This it doesn't raise the stakes or anything, but at least you're playing around with it. But by the end, you then get just a fight with Peacekeeper One, who's like, "I killed you before, I'll kill you again." You never killed me. Boom, 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 ba boom, a big explosion. You're like, "This is what we spent two months on with this book because we didn't get anything." And now poor Hannah's got to wait to shit out that drive. She's it's not so gonna funny, be too, because even Batman won't listen to Peacekeeper 1, because their final words to one another is like this, you die today for good, Bruce Wayne, and Batman's not listening. He's like this, no, I'm burning it all down. I'm like, I didn't say anything about not. You're dying today, man. Yeah, Damn. yeah, you're dying. That's all we were up to. I mean, that's what we're here for. But yeah, burning it, it all happens, down. Burning down the house, Eric. Uh, but with that, I thought that this was a disappointment in the way that I didn't really care by the end. And that's what I wanted. I mean, there's some books that you get. This well, is I'm like telling you, we classic. didn't get back to the whole corporate thing that I was interested in. The thing that he's been like, you know, like uh, detecting on, investigating. That's the word. To give us more names and what they did issues, To find out about the different corporations and the murder mystery of the magistrate against these people to uh, usurp their companies and stuff like that. To take the security elements. Now we're just going to blow up the building. Oh, well, shit. I don't know why we fucked around those first three issues. 
Hot water burn baby, Eric. I ended yes. up, I, I warned you about that, though, because I could see that she had too many There's things no and she never ties things up. We shouldn't up. have gotten back to that, though. Right. Well, we're going to get back to it. We're going to get back to this. This seems to be like, this is another one of those must be Superman Reborn. It's like, must be going back to the books because everybody is giving everything too much leadway with these. Oh, that's just a one shot. Oh, this I just will like be to later. Imagine. We have the world's greatest detective. In Batman's mind, this is what he is, the world's greatest detective. And all it comes down to, he's Spends a few hours investigating something, says, fuck it, I'm just going to blow something up. Yeah, and also, I like the little thing where Mariko Tamaki wants to let you know that Batman's always prepared because he gave Hannah a bottle of water. And she's like, boy, you really prepare. <laughs> like, I, I don't need just that. I need a little more than that, Look, Mariko. I, I don't have any water bottled here in case some shit went down. Damn right. But yeah, so what would you give this individual story? I know we give I a story I don't want to give an individual. I'm going to do the entire issue based on the two stories that this issue has. I'm saying because it's the end, I'm going to give a thing because we're going to go off to a Detective Comics with, you know, just this and, and some backups, but more of this. I think Mariko Tamaki just gave me nothing. I really don't think Again, I'm like excited. I like the art i didn't get anything out of her wonder woman run i thought that was just a mess of nonsense that she threw and together i didn't, and didn't get really anything from her x23 so and it uh, didn't feel like an actual wonder woman in the way she was writing it and going into this i'm going to give her the same benefit of a doubt even though she's never given me anything else about this idea of this weird you know you know held to this future state idea of the story i don't know what she was told or what you know exactly how she had to write this but maybe just maybe going into detective comics with her own story her own ideas she may be able to put something better together in the, in the end i actually think that we're giving them too much of a leadway because i think that with this stuff like you said you go back and we're going to see them at like this must be her saying okay i have to set up everything that's going to go on in my run it's not just you're going to do this, this, and this, or else she's going to have her hands tied on a story for a year or so without, and nobody would want to do that. I think that this is her version of her story, maybe get a little outline of what she can and can't do, but I think that this is her outline to get back to what she's going to show us in Detective Comics, and we didn't get anything, so You're I'm really worried about also going to be seeing stuff of this, it. what's going on in Batman, going further to James Tynan's book, who didn't oh, have any I know, parts of this. But I'm saying, though, but he actually set up all this, and supposedly he's the one who got the blueprint for the magistrate, so that's not true. He ended up being the guy who came up with the initial story to go with these people and then they are supposedly fashioning their own deal of what they're going to go in their own book but he's because even the Nakano tie-in going into detective comics and stuff like that it really was more presented to me in detective comics than anything of batman post joker war well we'll see but yeah i, I don't think that you're going to get a and whether we like mariko tamaki or not she's an eisner award-winning writer she's not just going to be hand they hand know, those things a deal well they might but i don't think they're going to say hey we want you on detective but you're not going to be able to tell anything of your story we're only going to give you this and then you got to tie it in later i think that they're all involved heavily in this stuff and it's a bomb i this magistrate stuff really if you go cyber's Peace keep like what did we really get with any of these things that really is like nitty gritty information of how things are going? They are the big. We bad. invited the magistrate to take. They over have our numbers. City. Uh, I'm saying like the cybers. We just now they're freaking rats with eyes scurrying out of helmets. But we end up they going were. to the next deal. <sighs> yeah, or maybe they still are. I don't know. We just didn't see them scurrying I later. Think they I, shut that shit down. I would hope, but they ended up doing some crazy stuff. You would think that they'd at least have. You know, Superman's heat vision eyes, but you end up going to this Red Hood backup. And basically, we end up seeing that the Red Hood deal is announced that, you know, go and get him. He's he number wanted. one. He's wanted huge price on his head, which is a weird deal. Biggest. Because are you supposed to believe that this is like one of those things where they have it in the computer almost like when they accidentally 
sent out somebody's obituary online and they're not dead because the idea that it's a mistake but yet it's also the uh, most amount of money it seems that anybody's ever had on their head. It seems like a less of a mistake in my mind than it should be. The magistrate just plays it off and says to Jason multiple times, oh, that was just a glitch. And we'll fix Look, that in hey, a couple buddy, of days. Why, why don't you come in here to the local station? We'll take care of you and all that. Like, are you tracking this call? And all of a sudden you got magistrate drones just shooting down on him, stuff like that. So the thing is, even though the magistrate wants to play a cool in the end about them actually sending out the kill warrant on Jason Todd, they're going to be on the end. Like if this works out in Jason Todd's favor, we got to freaking, you know, make sure that we could cover our own ass. Like, this is just a computer glitch, buddy. We don't know what happened. Yeah. I, the way Jason's playing it is that he knows it's not. They're trying to bring him down. But the thing that throws me then, there's a couple things that throw me more than they throw you. The idea that it is on the, you know, on the up and up, it's out there in the system. But then later you say that White Rabbit was not in the system on another list. I think that he would have been on another list if they were really going to get him. But then by the end, they even pull it back and let him just walk off without really even questioning him more than just a peacekeeper saying, hey, was there a helmet around? Nope, blew up. Okay, see you later. I'm going on vacation. So it's the Joshua Williamson deal of, of kind of fudging in things for me but you do end up getting to see the original red hood mask on jason well, that's, that's pretty so cool funny, the idea that we have this big mystery going on about why the red hood mask is being controlled by mad hatter mind control technology and who's behind this whole thing where it turns out we discover that the white rabbit character is behind this new situation but it was ultimately made to work for the magistrate and what they wanted to you know mind control people mask whatever the whole thing is and jason todd has to get to the bottom of it and also you know try to survive because all the bounty hunters in the city which you should have seen more of here yeah and the magistrate that was the problem after him at this point so he's going to use the technology and to do that we're going to have the red hood in the original red hood lipstick mask and it's just so nonsense the thing is and it would have worked for me because the idea where he would have to use this maybe he should have disabled some mind control tech in there but that's my problem he's too smart to do that it was for to maintain his identity but even when we have the white rabbit show up later and ravager come to save him they're just like oh that's jason todd over there i'm like everybody Here's the deal. Joshua Williamson just wants to have him have to fight Ravager. So you end up having him put that mask on and not take it off, even though he knows his identity's not, uh, you know, she knows it. And then when you end up having that all for the lead up, hey, you know, you're going to have to fight Jason Todd, go get her, kill her. I hope that he doesn't have any pent up issues down there. But the fight doesn't last long enough for me to think that that setup even played out. The fight's okay. It's just them kicking each other around. At one point, you end up having, you know, Jason's grabbing for some acid and doing all this. But by the end, I didn't think it played out as well. But I ended up just, like I said, being confused about the idea of how you get a glitch of Jason Todd being wanted, even though he's working for you, but also set a huge price on his head, which also means that you had to kind of, you know, put that in as well. But like I said, I wish it was like spelled out that it was more of like, oh, man, they have me in the system in case I go bad. Like, I got to watch out for that. That's bullshit. But they just like, "Eh, it's a glitch. And then to find out there's another secret list for like really bad. And then it kind of threw it off for me. I did like the art a little better in this. I still don't like the way Rose looks completely, but uh, White yeah. Rabbit looked pretty good. I, I, I didn't like the art as good. much. Yeah, and so the idea, though, with this kind of goes hand in hand with the rats with eyes and the cybers, too, about the idea that some people think you're working against the magistrate while they're actually working for them. You end up having tech that's going around with that. Um, but, yeah, you end up wanting to have, you know, the magistrate wants to get a hold of this helmet, and they don't. 
because Rose Well, they want the tech up. and everything like that that the White Rabbit's been doing because she went AWOL with the technology and started doing her own thing. So now we got to bring her down. We need to bring this technology in. And we need to wipe out anybody who might know that the magistrate's involved. Yeah, and so they're going to try to do that. And uh, you end up where Jason gets saved by Ravager because she's a precog. She spells it out. Yeah, and she was following seems, him, too. Seems a little strange. You can see him at one point where she can see, you can see her, the shadow of her shoulder as Jason is on his way to the White Rabbit. I'm telling you, it's, it is a stretch that it's just the precog deal, but she goes with that, and, and then, you know, you have the fight, and then with that, the magistrate does show up, starts shooting up the place, place blows up. I love up. this idea, though, that, like, while Jason and Rose, which I really hated their interaction in the first backup of this whole thing, I like it more here because they do feel like they're more of in sync, more of a couple and stuff like that, and even with that, though, when we first have Jason Todd go over the whole, you know, the bounty hunter-like, you know, uh, update area about Jason Todd is wanted for like a billion credits, whatever it is. But the idea is like, wow, they're really putting a huge price on your head and Jason goes to investigate the body of the Mad Hatter. And before like as she's popping her sword out of the holster <laughs> for a good uh she turns around, he's already gone because while he might be love her and stuff like that, I don't know if he completely trusts her. And I like this dynamic that they have more in this issue. Even the idea at the end like shit's gone wrong yes we've been working for the magistrate but we might have like they might have their eyes more focused on us i want to make sure to get ravager out of here because i do care for her so you got to go to your daddy's secret island while i continue to stay here and possibly just possibly work for the next batman yeah and yeah because you get a little whisper down the lane whether that's jace or it might even be bruce whatever it might be at that point it's probably next batman but even that the idea of setting up in all these books that you can't really get out of gotham and they're freelancers, yes, but they've just been chased down and shot at least Jason. And then when he gets out, like I said, they're so on to him that they are tracking his phone. They're shooting him in the streets. And then at the end, he just says, oh, it got blown up. And they're fine with it. They don't even investigate it. And I think that they would go a little further than that with the idea of he could have ditched it somewhere. He could have saved it. He could have taken the tech out, whatnot. You know, what does he really know? And then I would have liked them tracing him because then he goes to talk to probably the next Batman in that alley. And maybe that maybe we'll see more when we go to that future state Gotham book. But them just willy nilly being allowed in and out of the city, even if they are freelancers. Uh, was a little off for me, and I thought well, that they the would have wanted is, to keep more. We don't know how Ravager is going to get out of the city. These are, you know, this is the daughter of Deathstroke, and these are Bat Family kind of people who might have set up networks and stuff like that. Hell, we have Duke with, like Thomas going around dri- driving people out of there. I'm sure that if she needed to get out of Gotham, she could, especially with some precog powers. Yeah, and then, but this is the thing. This is where it, it kind of falls apart. Now, this is me going beyond the issue, so I'm not going to cause, it's not going to change my thing or whatever, but the idea that you know, there's Jason. They think he has the mask. It was blown up. They obviously saw them jumping out of that blowing up building. As it blows up, he's with Ravager. Ravager suddenly disappears. I'm right on Jason thinking that he somehow smuggled that thing and gave it to her and she got the hell out. And it just it, things just don't add up or, or fit as well as I wish they would because I like this one a little better. And it does set up, you know, that Gotham. Uh, future state book that's coming up so that'll be pretty cool even we'll the idea of that because we don't see who jason's talking to because they're in those shadows of an alleyway and stuff like that i assume it's the next batman jace fox because what we have in that is the idea that red hood is forced to hunt down the next batman i'm like all right so he's forced to hunt down the next batman while secretly working with him to bring down the match like that sounds like a cool story yeah i actually think that that gives him an out then i would have rather of him go to f- actually hunt for the next batman and then realize 
what's going on and then join him, not just that he's already going with him to set that well, up. At but this again, point in time, too, because the thing is, he just might be working for the Resistance as a whole. And because of what we got from Nightwing Future State, we see that Jace has joined the Resistance with the rest now, of the Bat family. Oh, I, so it might thing. just be the Resistance that Bat, uh, Red Hood is working yeah, for while Nightwing, also hunting even the, Red, uh, the next seems- Batman. I'm telling you, it seems just the idea you go to bed, the sun's coming up, seems like something more personal than a next Batman. Like, uh, Jace is like, I, I don't do that. I'm not that guy. Uh, you know, I- I'd like to stay up at the day, but it's it's a nice little intriguing deal to go the off to the The only thing I book. say is because his bike shows up there and it seems like you didn't buy me a new one and knowing that Bruce Wayne doesn't have the money for that anymore or he might be dead at this point and the Fox family, and it might be Red Hood, might even know who Jace is more than anybody else, which will be a weird connection. The idea that he's just calling out the money factor for a new bike yeah we'll see what's going on we'll see but yeah we'll see how things are and whatnot but yeah it's okay i mean it's better than the first one like you said you get a little better interaction with uh rose and jason it just seems weird back to back though where they really seem to hate each other five minutes before this and now they're all into each other being nice and helping yeah aren't they two sides of the same coin I guess, but we'll see what's going down with them and how much they have a connection and stuff like that. Um, but that's that. But uh, what would you give this overall? Overall, I would give this a 7 out of 10. I really love the art of the Dark Detective, but that story fell apart for me completely by the end because it just led to blowing up the Magistrate building. And the Red Hood one surprised me because I went in not expecting to like it because I didn't like the first one. Really ended up enjoying the hell out of the story. And the art, like I said, somehow turned out better than it did the first time. Still not great, but it's just... I appreciate it more here than I did previously. So overall, I got some stuff what I wanted out of this while wanting more out of other aspects. It's a mixed bag, really, but overall, I like um, the Red Hood somehow elevated the Dark Detective when previously the Dark Detective was elevating the Red Hood. It's a weird thing that we're dealing with back and forth here, but I end up giving it a 7 out of 10. I'm 5.8. 5.8 out of 10, and one of the reasons is, is because a lot of the things that we're saying about the Red Hood backup we're hoping that continue on just like we were saying about the dark detective earlier where we we're hoping we we're going to get this the idea of the things i'm just going by this story here and it wasn't airtight for me and kind of fell apart by the end but i am looking forward to seeing it i said this about the house of l deal if we ended up getting something later that might end up saying okay well that was worth it but until i see what's going on and i see who he's working for and i see what's going on or if we get rose and how that works out i I just didn't like it as much as you and yeah the the whole deal is the art in the dark detective i did like dan morris art's great but you didn't get anything there it kind of it's getting frustrating with these with the idea of you know this is supposed to be the big thing to get everybody back into dc and get them excited and it just ends up with incomplete stories and things that really didn't hit for me but we're going to move on to the next book which is just odd it's just, an, I mean, it's so odd that we've been talking about it the whole time now with these freaking rats and eyes and pigeons with them in their bellies. And this Future State Batman Superman number two, written by Gene Luen Yang, art by Ben Oliver, Steven Segovia, Arif Prianto, and Tom Napolitano. This is seemingly the first and one of the oddest books in Future State because this should be the start of the timeline, correct? That you well, it would says end right up, here at the beginning, yeah. the beginning of the magistrate occupation. Yep, you would end up, if we have a timeline, this would be the first book that you would leave. Yes. And then even at the end, it says, you know, go off and read the rest and go. Uh, we see, it's so weird to say that. I'm like, we're, we're done now. I've read I the know. rest. It's so weird the whole way this was spelled. We see the magistrate. I told you that at the end, it's going to be better read, not in trade, but by reading order. We see the magistrate is way more in control of everything future state kicks off but in the end i really think this book is all about showing why superman never stopped 
or stepped in to stop it with Batman. It felt like yet another example of answering the question nobody asked and was aware misstep for me where Gene Luen Yang is concerned because I think he's a gem. And just at the end, it's all at the end where I would have never have thought at all like, oh, why didn't Superman stop this totalitarian state? Now, it is kind of goofy overall to think because they really keep going with this Gotham got like why isn't anybody Stepping in the whole country everything Because it's the city that is Being taken over by the magistrate And they seem to be on Front street to us But it always seems to push that Idea that the city is not aware Of everything that's going on The skull cracking and all that And, And it is kind of odd with That especially even when you had Just to go back to that Jason Todd deal where like everybody knows, look at you, you turn coat, and you you know people seem to be aware of what's going on, but yet you're playing the common man doesn't. But in this, by the end, Batman pretty much tells Superman you can't be in Gotham because they've got synthetic kryptonite and they'll kill you, and I don't want you to die, my love, is what he says. And I really <laughs> wanted to I, get out of town, buddy, and then have him cry. It's at such the a end. weird idea, though. That all we're doing is making sure that I Superman know, can't show up in Gotham. You don't when really you have an do entire much else. Justice League slash Team Titan slash the entire DC universe who could have showed up, who doesn't have a Kryptonian problem, uh, Kryptonite problem. But the thing is, I really wish that this somehow would have tied in further with Future State, where the synthetic Kryptonite that they're making was the beginning of the was Nerodium the beginning that of Andre the Nerodium. Trojan would use in brain the cells. The minute that and you saw that, that's forward. what you thought, right? Yeah. That this has to be the beginning of no, that it's, it's, it's just, synthetic it's just that and and again like i said and you're right there's a lot of other heroes that could come in and step in and do you know just as much anything but it seems like you gotta say like well superman's best friend you know batman he would help him he'd help him i just assumed he was on war world two minutes after this book i did but it's just <laughs> weird for him to batman to really lay in you cannot be here i'll take care of it. it's our problem we set it up all of that stuff, which is nice enough. Like, what, even to the point, though, when the entire world thinks that Bruce Wayne is shot to death and Batman is dead on top of it, Superman is flying his ass in here, kryptonite or no kryptonite. Yes, yeah. That's what's weird. So, again, I'll even go further. I said it was the question nobody asked. It's more of, like, the thing that's never answered either because you're, you're right. I didn't even think of that the minute that he finds that out. All of these things going on just to have this book that – with the trappings of just craziness, the false face society, you throw that out there. You like it. I don't I mind do. the idea that you have kids who want to the do thing some is, crazy shit. It's the false shit. face society, which is fun, because, but it's not the no, false it face society. It it's isn't. more the circus of strange with what we're dealing with here. It is. Especially it the actually idea ends that we're up, yeah. genetically engineering people to be animals. Not only animals, some of these bodyguards for Professor Pegg are multiple animals. They're all monstrosities. Giant boar-headed freaking octopus hand monsters. And I'm yeah. like, sexy. I, you, Look, you throwing out the false face society, you are doing that. It's fine, but you're not exactly the false face society. You know, even though we, the false face society has now become the black mass syndicate. Yeah, and you end up doing that, and that's like almost like you went too far. Like the false face society idea, and I like the idea that kids would get this serum, they'd end up this drug, and they'd take it to look like a frog or a gazelle. And even that, to and take it back to the streets because they're down with the man, the man being the magistrate. You can't photo, or you can't ID us on your security cameras if I got a pigeon head, motherfucker. And, and what's weird, though, is you're already doing that here in the first book, but then later it seems people aren't aware. You even have Hannah in that dark detective go, I gotta uh, you know, tell the people that they're on to them, and the facial rig, well, it's 
seems like everybody already knew this in the first book here. This is the first book. So that's where I get this weird back and forth between these books not really jiving. But in this, you could have a fun story and you end up, you know, you do get Professor Pig. I mean, what says fun more than Professor Pig, Eric? He's an artist. Uh, it's a dark story, but it's it's disjointed. And it really ends well, up just trying to get to the end and what really is the doesn't point play of out the well. story more than that's you and what I'm I just saying. saying are we just saying the reason why Superman never showed up? They had Kryptonite and Batman said back off. But to get to this point, it almost seems like this entire thing is we are doing stuff. Professor Pig is working for the magistrate. He's helping develop the synthetic Kryptonite. And he also, we have the false face society and stuff going on with that. And Professor, uh, Professor Pig is a part of that as well. He's got freaking pig hands as fuck. And it's disgusting. But the idea that we have to get to Superman rescuing somebody in Metropolis who has the false face patch to make him to an animal to find out this is coming from Gotham to get Superman to Gotham to have more of his genetic material harvested by Professor Pig with his kryptonite, synthetic kryptonite tools to do this because in the background, the magistrate are using Kryptonian DNA to manufacture too much. organs on animals like the eyes, a Kryptonian's eyes in the sky, in the sewers, in the streets, to be their like their second set of eyes here to make sure they had completely locked down Gotham. So they need more DNA from Superman, more things to do, more Superman things. But the way we get Superman here does not jive with me for how this would go down in the long run. Just to say, get out of here, Superman. It's not worth it in the long run. And then get out of here. But you have to have, a, a, you know, a lot of these mutated deals, you end up having animal men. He's round them up, but Superman just leaves like, yeah, I'm okay with pigeons with my eyes in their stomachs. And that eh, Batman's kind of just throwing me shade. Just think of this whole thing. It's because so not convoluted. only do we have a, a uh, freaking smoker's patch. What's that called? A nicotine patch nicotine that people patch, put yeah. on that changed their face into a different animal. But then we have the idea that the magistrate has somehow been able to synthesized <laughs> Kryptonian biology in order to for their means to an end kind of thing to manufacture eyes on animals, kind of like growing different organs on the back of mice like you see in yeah, different yeah, laboratories, yeah. stuff That's like exactly that. exactly like, what uh, it is. Exactly. But these are weird sentient eyes that either are like being controlled by the magistrate or being controlled by the harvested rat to begin with, but they have x-ray vision, they have heat vision, they have supervision, all the different Why things. Why didn't they take over the, that the are whole wired city? Into you know? the rat That's that are, the that thing. go wirelessly to the magistrate. They even have wires in their head. I mean, how much are you putting into R&D with this stuff with Superman's cloned eyes and rats and pigeons and stuff? What are you going to watch? You're going to watch the rat take that pizza up and down the subway area? Ain't gonna do nothing. It's a living. I love it. It's like the one person <laughs> involved in the one rat that just stays in the wall. Like, come on, out of the wall, buddy. I'm getting paid magistrate money to sit behind a desk and just watch a rat feed. I do it, too. Me and you were watching the rat feeds. I'm like, ah, pizza rat's at it again, Eric. He's got a pepperoni. But even then, you end up having this huge-ass clone of Superman that looks like Solomon Grundy, Bane, and Bizarro. And the thing is, I want to say it was originally a gigantic spider clone of Superman, but by the end, when Superman takes him down, or Batman, it seems to be another patch that they just took off. It doesn't and make a sense. Spider Superman, and now he's fine because I really thought it was a new monster clone of Superman, which I'm like, holy shit, the magistrate can do this because Lex Luthor can't really even do this very well. They're not doing it well here, but they're getting goddamn close, and that is a scary future for a government organ, well, not even a government, but an organization who's able to do this with their own. Spider bizarre, and I would call him Spider Man. And you end up where it looks like I'm looking at it. He looks like like those guys, like the human like, statues that they paint themselves gray. He has an S on his chest. 
that is gone later on when we take the patch off. What happened? Did we that just put, like, like combine did we just combine a Superman DNA it's with a, a spider <laughs> DNA and put yeah. it on his patch on his neck? It's a clone S. Also uh, a clone pair of pants there. Because look at them gray pants. I mean, it, it's just where you're going through this and each turn. You're like, what? Like, <laughs> you're really doing that? And it, like, one of the things is enough. And it even reminded me of the idea of Professor Piggy's doing things. This is pre Harley when he gets yes. out at the end. This is how we get down. to Harley. And I like that idea where, again, like a white rabbit, we just saw that in the deal where, and that's even in the far future, but still, it's the idea that they're trying to get these villains to do this tech and do it. It's not working out. And sometimes they're going against it. I like that idea that the magistrate, where you think that, okay, they're here, but they're everywhere. This really spells that out. This goes way too, I mean, just to imagine what you already said, then throw in the clone spider, behemoth Superman, the kryptonite, <laughs> you have all these things. And then just to get the deal, and this is what threw me off, and I, I hate when this happens, and I think that it is such a forced deal, where you end up having this huge giant whatever of Superman. You say bizarro spider Superman. And <laughs> Superman's going to fight this thing, right? And yeah. Batman's going to fight Pig. But they they have to switch. But you can't have Pig get punched by Superman or he is going to put a hole in his head. So out of nowhere, he says, I really up myself with this and I'm super pig so that Superman just can punch him because he's got oxen hands. hands. He has the combined strength of 10.5 pigs or something like that. What does does that mean to a super punch? I mean, okay, I'm going to punch him and I'm going to kill him just the same. Superman punches him right in the face and then all it is is Batman. Then Batman has to say as he's going against the biggest monstrosity that I've ever seen, the spider Superman I have to get him away from Superman. So I'm like, why would this thing move anything? He would have zapped Superman right or Batman right then and there and killed him. Zap. And so he's like, "Uh, I make sure we're out of Clark's range. How do you make sure that he does jump away or whatnot? But I'm telling you, this thing then just gets hit by a bunch of kryptonite, turns back into the regular guy, and then they take the patch off him. It doesn't make sense of what we saw. This isn't, if you end up having a patch that is the, you know, spider thing, you're going to have an awful spider head. It's going to be horrendous. It also gives you a Superman symbol on your bare chest. And also gives you all his powers. I mean, it goes so far over the top with that. Then Superman's like, I had enough of this shit. Everybody, pull the alarm. And then he just goes hog wild on the whole building. He's going to burn it down, seemingly meaning that everything is dead, gone, or whatnot. There's got to be some rat around with an eye somewhere. Uh, and Adam and Man took care of it. Don't worry about it. He says that he did. I don't trust Buddy. You don't trust Buddy? Nah, I do. I do trust him. But then you get this deal where it's Superman. All right, you know, we got this facility down. I think that they're doing this bioengineering to do these cybers. We're going to have to stop it. Yeah, me and you, Batman. No. Get out of town, buddy. I love to. One of my favorite parts is when Batman ends up seeing those. I am disappointed that the new, like, you know, Mr. Toad did not work out for the pig and toad connection that we used to have. We had at the beginning of Grant Morrison's Batman and Robin back in the day. And there you get the redeemable character for some reason. That sympathetic, you know, guy who goes back to his daughter and they're going to have a great life now. I'm like, yeah. Again, it was The professor, the Mr. Toad, goes back to Metropolis to be with his daughter, even though his daughter 
was in Gotham as part of the False Face Society because they said the magistrate kidnapped her father. So what's she doing in Metropolis? No fuss, no muss. Eric Superman gives them the old alarm and off they go. Then they no, like, no, no. But why are they in Metropolis? No fuss, no muss, Eric. They got the Superman. <laughs> I'm telling you, that, you're, you're going to ask that and not say, how the hell do you get these things that have eyes on them? All right, all right, all right. They're the working is- the cyber. This is what I'm – what are they doing? Pulling the controls? I mean, block, they're block, in block, there block, for block. no reason. And on top of it, before in the first issue, it seemed like this was going to be a pandemic where people were doing this. But after they took it off, they really had to concentrate. But they would always turn always back. Turn in back. The it yeah. changed their DNA. We're not Eric, dealing with that anymore. This story is bullcrap. I, I, I'm telling you the idea. They're like, okay, at the board meeting. Okay, we got these robots. We can put people in them to control it. No, no, no. I, I think of something smarter. Oh, what's smarter than a human? A, a rat with an eye of Superman on its back. All right, you're, you're right. All right, look, yeah. I even brought up the Batman Superman number one future state issue for when his daughter is talking to Mr. Toad about <laughs> Mr. Toad to Superman. Okay. He's a professor at Gotham University. <laughs> but for some reason, their asses live in Metropolis but are never there until the end of this issue. No fuss, no muss. Eric, it was a hell of a commute. That, that was the whole deal. Actually, what the moral of the story is, Eric, when you have a job you love, it's not like work at all. That's what we find out, right? I love where Batman ends up and he's going know. around. All of a sudden, Batman, he, he sees a pigeon with an eye on its stomach. And he goes, I recognize those eyes. I'm like, how the hell do you Gross. recognize just this round eye? It doesn't have like eyelids. It's just an eye there. It's a big red I mean, eye. It, it, yeah. And it's on a pigeon. And he's like, I've stared into those eyes like a, like a sea of blue. They are. <laughs> I had dreams. Of, like, I don't get it. I don't get that. He's like, oh, I know those are Superman's eyes. Now when it shoots the vision at him, then I can I, see I it. love the fact that he can look at this eye that's stuck to the back of a rat and know exactly that these are Superman yeah, that's eyes. What he's like, and I recognize then, that. But the idea that he has to recollect a, an anecdote that Buddy Baker told him, the animal <laughs> man, about how to, like squids have tentacles that like the they react Damn on right. their own outside of the brain. I'm like, that seems like one of those weird little facts that Batman would know without Buddy Baker freaking throwing it down to him. I animal Man style. I, I think he's been watching some of the tentacle anime and porn or something. That's where he got that. They, they drop some knowledge any, in there? Any of those, I, I think Batman's just like, disgust. no, he's just like, boy, that tentacle looks like it has a mind of its own. That's what he says every time as he's sweating naked. And so, yeah, Perhaps. you end up, he recognizes his eye. He goes, at one point, it even looks like he's like caressing this rat monstrosity with an eye. And, and here's there, the thing. There, young fellow. Hey, I'm the one who's involved in this. And I'm like, okay, well, we're going to have these eyes that are on these animals. They're going to keep an eye on things. Okay, the rat that's scurrying around, you want to see above it. Who's going to see anything with this bat flying around? What, are you going to look at the clouds? What are you, what are you looking at the moon? It's on the they're top of them. They're going around. They're going to find a bat cave, Jim. Yeah, but what, they're going to see the roof of it. I mean, they're going to go, oh, right, where is this? I don't know. We're going to have to look at the clouds. Look, I'm uh, just Sorry to report a- the clouds change. If a bat flies, a genetically engineered bat with Superman eyes on its back flies into the bat cave, I'm pretty sure we'd see a giant penny or a T-Rex before it went upside down and then actually broadcast everywhere because now it's upside down. Bats pointed everywhere. You're right. Luckily, too, they they put one on a cat and that caught Catwoman. I mean, the the idea, oh, let's put them on bats. They're just going to get to the bat cave. Nonsense, Eric. Maybe that's how they found them. Maybe that's the whole deal. He didn't shut down the program you. quick enough. <laughs> like, really? You're doing that? How about, You're a like, bunch of geniuses. How about think into things that, like, would work? Because I'm telling you, a rat that has an eye, these things are going to go and eat its shit. And, uh, what are they going to do that's going to be that important? 
They're going to go scurrying around with each other. Plus, they'll probably end up just That's freaking out. Peacekeeper and 1 don't have to worry about it. He just has to worry about look results. Look at the one. The one's like licking the other's butt. I think they would all attack these eyes on each other and go nuts. Now, the pigeons, oh, yeah, I don't totally mind. Them apart. Wouldn't they? And uh, you got the pigeons. They're just rats with wings anyway. But at least they have them in the belly, aren't they? Sitting on the wires. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, we saw Mr. Johnson again He's still feeding them the breadcrumbs That's all the info they got They're like, this program is shut down But yeah, when they scurry when everywhere. They, when they, yeah, that's the other thing I don't get it I don't get it I, These I love rats them. are just going around giving people cancer with their Holy rogue shit. x-ray vision Everybody's dead I mean, yeah, that's what they would do They go, they're gonna, every cat in the town They're gonna have the black death coming But yeah, at the end, it's just nonsense And it is, get out of town, Superman he does call him soup, so. It could be real. It bothers me. He calls him soups. And that's like, yeah, like this yeah. is how I know that Clark's happy to see me. He doesn't call me soups every day. I'm like, yeah. thank God. Yeah. Well, I mean, he goes, hey, soups. He's like, hey, tech. You end up with no. no, no. <laughs> hey, hey, the best is, is that they go and, hey, Superman, thanks. And then he presses the button. It says, if you need, if you need help, call me. He goes back and gives it to these guys, uh, you know, Toad and his daughter. And they hit there and hit the button. Superman comes back. Wait, that was quick. What do you need? I need a, a way to get back to Gotham where we live. <laughs> we don't live in Metropolis, sorry. But she comes out of a house, Sarah. Yeah. yeah. Everything falls apart. Gene Wen Yang's usually better than this in my mind. This just yeah. is nothing. It's nothing. And uh yeah, so what would you give it? The art's good though. The art's, the art's really good all the way through. The yeah, thing yeah. is like I really find the story very weird that I wanted to talk about it because of how off the wall it is compared to everything else in future state. And I'm like, there could be really big ramifications, cool things going on here. And even the idea of the synthesized kryptonite could tie in the rest of the stuff in Metropolis and the Superman books with the neuro- it could do all this really cool stuff. It just fails in every department that it could do these things and doesn't do anything except for make things very confusing and not be able to have its own continuity within its own two issue story. How about, so how five about with okay, what do you five doing? out of ten? Five point five. What if this would have been the last two issues of Batman Superman before we got to Future State. At least then you have the, the timeline right and you would have read it first. But that you do it a slightly different way, but that the whole concept of this is the idea that the magistrate is starting to get really big, but they're they're not really that smart, so they're going really over the top. They get the kryptonite. Like you could fashion a story that would set up that idea of ah, uh, they're kind of a joke, but boy, they could be dangerous come five years from now. And I wish that that was more of the play because I could go with that. I could go with the idea like, okay, I, I don't really go with the idea of rats with, with eyes in the cybers. That's that's way over the top at any point. But if you they went with this idea that they, they're just not ready for this, they don't have the tech yet that they want, so they're going to try My this ass. monstrosity by going with something Pig would do or going with something the False Face Society and all that. But it's all thrown together. In a way that we've already read all these other books. And I mean, just imagine that a couple of years from now, we're going to be in that dark detective where it looks like, you know, Times Square everywhere, their facial recognition of stuff like that, that they say here anyway. But in this, they're making rats and pigeons with eyes. I'm at five five as well, which is a shame. I, uh, well, it shows you how great we thought the first issue was anyway, because last week when we were going, what we were, we couldn't even remember. And I'm sure you did the same thing when you open it up and you're like, Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I did. I opened it up. Like, oh yeah. It was the Taking thing with toad. the false face. And the, yeah. So I'm like, okay, let's see where this goes. But didn't go much anywhere except strange. No, Avenue. Backwards. Strange Avenue it was, but we're going to go off now. We'll be back. With the last three books of the podcast. Well, he stares into the mirror, moosing up his hair. 
Loves kisses to himself And he really thinks that tear is tear Well, that's just every shame I want for baby Looking for a star screen Or maybe a hubcap Spends all his money buying all that crap Well, that's just every shame Hey, Eric, how are you doing? How are you? We have three more books. <laughs> Did you know that Hot Water Burn Baby, Eric? Are you aware of that? Uh, I am very I was, aware. I, that was a request. Stork told me I had to get that back just for the idea. Was that the news theme that you came up with way, way back? Was that what I it was? I don't recall. It was a section, though, with the worst theme ever. And I want to find out because I want to replicate it, Eric. I need to Hot Water Burn it. Baby. Hot Water Burn Baby. Was I the baby? There's my there's my Tom Cruise. I was watching that to get there. Was, was I the babies? Yes, you were the babies. Uh, but we have a three books. Now do there. who's on first. Uh, they do not have who's on first. What's no, what's on second? Go to hell. No, that's your wife. There is my updated version. Eric, that's Does anybody care about Rain Man anymore? First, how big it was when it came out. Do you think anybody's seen that in the last 20 years? I don't think so. And plus, that's, you know, I'm sure people are woke with that. And like, oh, Dustin Hoffman. You are, he is a gem, but he's not there, Eric. You know, I, I prefer him in other, th- I like that movie. It was good. And that was the Tom Cruise, the serious Tom Cruise, Eric. That was no Days of Thunder, Tom Cruise. This was Tom Cruise. No, no. Serious Thunder was born on the 4th yeah, of July. That, no, I'm telling you. Born on the 4th of July in Raymond, those are the, hey, I need to get some awards here. Why isn't anybody giving? Cocktail what? is not making yeah, it look, happen. I'm not getting it for cocktail or, you know, all these other nonsense things. So here we go. Then Jerry Maguire. And he has, he has a range, he does. He didn't get one for taps. He didn't. I'd like him in that. All the right moves, Eric. How about interview the, with the, the vampire? Podcast now will just be let's name all of the Tom Cruise movies. How about that? That'd be awesome. Tropic Thunder. Tropic I knew Thunder. you were going to say it. So here we go, Eric. We're going to get back Best to role the ever. books. Yeah, actually, that was kind of a comeback for him because he was doing wacky things like jumping up on couches and yelling that he loves Katie Holmes and stuff. But yeah, end up having this here where we have three more books. One of which, I'm not going to say which, Eric, but it is the most important book you've ever read in your life, and especially with the future state. And one of those where if you whoa, say whoa, whoa, that 17 life? times, you're going to get it right, one of them. And finally, Eric, it took us all this time to get to the book. But yes, I agree with you. And you told me beforehand that the Suicide Squad, in particular, the Black Adam backup, was the most important thing in future state. It gives us a way out. It gives us a whole connection. And I thought that you were blowing smoke up my butt cheeks. And then I read As it. As per usual. Yeah. No, that's usually me saying to you, getting all mad. And you're like, yeah, let's see. Let's see what this hothead has to do. I'm like, listen, I'm not Yara Flora. Don't cancel me, Eric. And then we end up where I read it. And I thought, he's right. It's there. The problem is I have to read the first part of the Suicide Squad to get to that. And that, that kind of threw me off a bit because oh, it's, it's such a disappointment because uh, you and I discussing that first issue of Future State Suicide Squad, we had so many ideas of the turnarounds, the freaking the M. Night Shyamalan twist, which would be going on in this like – we're on Earth 3. We have all these characters that could or could not be Earth 3 characters posing as Earth 0 characters. What is actually going on? And you get into the second issue. Oh, nope. no, nothing's nope. going and, on. And okay. you know what the funny thing is, is that I'm going with our mindset. First off, or second off or whatever, as I go into this, we're going to get a crime syndicate book. It's coming out next week. I'm even looking for a little tie-in. So I'm like, ooh, we're going to get a little hint of anything of that or whatnot. But the thing is where I can't explain how I went from us loving, not loving, 
we actually were intrigued by the first issue. Yeah. We thought we were going to get all these things. Then I get to the next issue. Now, to get with what we said would take a lot of heavy lifting. You're going to have to really hit the story. It might get confusing to some. You don't get that. You get a pretty straightforward deal. Yet I was confused out the wazoo. I had no idea what was going. And I sat there after I read it the first time and thought, maybe I'm going in with this mindset that me and Eric had that I'm looking for all these connections. And since they weren't there, it was actually I was throwing myself off. So I'm like, okay, that I go back and read. I'm like, nah, this is pretty straightforward, but yet still confusing and not very good at all. Then the Black Adam's good. But Eric, what is the blurb? Future State Suicide Squad number two, written by Robbie Thompson and Jeremy Adams, with art by Javier Fernandez, Alex Sinclair, Wes Abbott, Fernando Passer, and Oclair Albert, and Jeremy Cox. Welcome back to Earth 3, where Amanda Waller's absconded to create her perfect world out of the ashes of this shithole. But for whatever reason, Peacemaker and the Suicide Squad need her back on our Earth and plan on completing their mission before the heir of Earth 3 kills them. For some reason. Ultimately, this issue is just an over-the-top fight scene between the Suicide Squad and the Justice Squad that is only here to get people ready for the idea that Connor Kent is going to be in the Suicide Squad coming out of Future State. Thankfully, we have a Black Adam backup doing all the heavy lifting here. Yeah, and so you're even saying, like I said with the Batman Superman, you end up going through a book where you want to get involved. In all these books, we want to get involved. I want to see the fun of it, and not even fun fun. You know, this is really a dark future, but... Let's play around with it. Let's have some. And so when you get to the end and it's almost like you almost at the end, each time I'm getting the drink more oval team, I end up thinking that I'm going to get a really cool story about these characters from Earth 3 and all that. And then at the end, I thought the same thing. All this is is to connect Connor into the new Suicide Squad book. And that ends up not really hitting very well for me with all these well, like i was saying in the in the dark detective review the idea that noah is so opposed to the idea of aliens watching him and being on earth for what we have here it seems that for whatever reason in this future amanda waller is so against aliens anything alien is wrong that's why she has come to earth three she plans on taking this planet this universe and trapping it so nobody else can ever come in again to make it a completely safe haven free of aliens and that's the thing as i'm sitting here now do you mean extraterrestrials or ultra like extra dimensional people like do you mean people from our universe crossing over because they would technically be aliens or do you mean aliens of the earth three universe it would be more of aliens from the earth three or any of the multiverse because then that would make more sense right because we have so many alien heroes it doesn't make sense because the idea when we kill off these people in the beginning with you know um sinestro brainiac and I forget who the third person was off the top of my head, but they're killing these people off. Now, were those Earth-3 aliens or those Earth-0 aliens who had crossed over to this world? Eric, I don't know. And and where we go through this, I don't know a lot. And I admit that that's just a general statement. But with this book, it then gets to pretty much a very simple concept, right? The idea of all the people there are from our Earth. They're going to get Amanda Waller back. But then it seems like Robbie Thompson, because he realizes this, He's got to muck the works up a bit to get it a little more like mysterious and intriguing. And that's where I think I lost track of some things, especially because you have these two teams going at each other. Then they're joining all this stuff going well, down. And ultimately, the whole thing is we got to get Amanda Waller and bring her back to Earth Zero. This is the Task Force X plan. And Waller knows that they're coming for her. So what she has set up in the place is the Earth 3 Amanda Waller doppelganger to freaking, you know, just be a decoy for this whole situation. That's the only Earth 3 doppelganger we really get out of this. And it's very disappointing because it doesn't go anywhere. It's just... 
hey, um, Amanda Waller said she would hurt my family if I didn't go along. She's not going to you know, go against the word. If I know anything about Amanda Waller, said you could never trust her. And also, I'd use my suicide squad the same way she would. And then we just have the idea that Peacemaker and Amanda Waller are going back and forth, just going to kill off their own people in order to get the job done. Yeah. Here. And, and with that, like you said, you're not even sure if the alien deal that they're talking about is a multiversal deal or actual extraterrestrials. And it, or all of the why wouldn't you have seen? I know a lot of these throw you in cold open and stuff like that, but you're basing a big concept of what's going on in your book and never explaining it. And it threw me off. It really well, threw me off. Well, not only that, but we have, like I said, the Justice Squad in this are Earth Zero villains who have come over and posing as the Justice League of this world. Like Clayface, the Martian Manhunter, Hypnotic Woman, the Wonder Woman, so on and so forth, like we talked about last issue. These are Earth Zero characters. Why are they be are they able to breathe this environment, but our Suicide Squad of our Earth are not? Why is Amanda Waller on survive? Yeah, and that when was a weird peacemaker is going to die. Like even not even setting up like something happened or whatnot and all that. With is that something that's going to be talked about in Crime City? Yeah, I'm wondering. Is this something that happened because of a disaster? Is this because it felt like it was out of nowhere in my mind? Just the idea. So you have this timer set to get some tension, but in the end, it didn't really matter. It didn't really do anything. But you end up. You know, at times, the heroes, villains, whatnot, getting duped into thinking they're doing something right and they're actually doing wrong. You know, the, the standard Amanda Waller machinations. But by the end, I really just ended up like, really, this is all we ended up doing is to try to give you a reason why Connor is on the Suicide Squad and that he could be redeemed and looked at different. And so at the end, I just was, this was kind of a waste. And this is. Well, yeah, because then you just have a big fight with, you know, different people taking out different versions of like, you know, the Suicide Squad, you know, Hypnotic Woman fighting Mirror Master, taking him over, Amanda, uh, Christopher, Christopher, I'm freaking Peacemaker, going and, you know, blowing up Mirror Master's brain, Bob, because now he's been compromised. So we're just like killing off characters left and right. We have, you know, Clayface, Martian Manhunter, being blown up completely to take out some of Peacemaker's Suicide Squad. So Amanda Waller gets what she wants by killing one of her people. But it is just a big fight to get us to the end where Bolt accidentally goes and kills Lor Zod, which she thought she was going to just neutralize. neutralize. He's permanently neutralized now. Now get Superboy out of there so he doesn't die as well. But ultimately, it's just the idea that we need to take Amanda Waller back. Peacemaker dies before this happens, but she's already been shot. She is dying. So is Peacemaker. And we just have Superman standing there, Connor Kent saying like, what is going to happen? This is why I brought you here. Now the world is secure. What you destroyed wasn't a detonator. It was a dead man switch. So now we have activated my device that you know nothing about. And now we've actually made Earth 3 secure. Nobody can ever come here again. And you're going to be there, Superman. You're so pure and so good, Superman. <laughs> it's like, it basically is, you passed the test, Superman. You did it. And and I knew you could do I'm it. I'm telling you that I'm like, I don't know that we needed this. And so I'm again, just sitting there like, do it, Connor. Kill Peacemaker. No, I'm going to blow up this detonator. That wasn't a detonator. That was the test. You passed, and now we're all dead. You're the Superman. That's right. You did it. Did it. And and yeah. So by the end, are so, you excited so Connor Kent, for the future? Connor Kent, my favorite Superboy, one of my favorite members of the Superman family, is trapped on Earth three and is this world's biggest hero apparently because we, besides for the suicides like the the Justice Squad going around and killing people because we just need tech. We have no idea what's going on in this world. We haven't seen anybody else or interacted with anybody to know what's going on with Earth 3. One of the other things is also to get the idea that when we get back to the book, they're going to go after Bolt. And, and just these things just ends up like, really? Like, that that's what we're doing here? And even with the idea, like, I, I keep thinking about the idea of this no alien more invasion thing. And, like, 
this is this plays off well, weird with how what, little time does, between things and stuff like that. Never mentioned. Does this anything. play off with with what I'm talking about with Noah and the idea that you know, are, are people afraid of aliens because in the future now. there's some invasion that Maybe, sets Amanda but Waller why off? Why wouldn't anybody else mention it besides a crazy ass Noah and Amanda Waller here on Earth three? You, you don't get anything else. I paid attention. <laughs> I saw the clues, DC. <laughs> you don't get anything else. Like I see what's coming. Oh my god, we were so worried. We were worried about the forest and the trees and all that nonsense because. You might have some people more concerned about this, you know, if there is an alien invasion, but it might be being played off with the, you know, the Amanda Waller is the multiversal border guard. You know, we can't let these things leak through. I had too many problems, all these things, but that wasn't played out well. It really wasn't. And so when we go back and it's weird because Robbie Thompson doing the Suicide Squad, I, I could maybe give him more of a leadway than I said that I would with others, where you said it's not their story or whatever. Because with this, I don't know that these were characters he picked. A lot of times DC editors are involved with giving people characters and they have to do. So maybe that might be the case. But I'm thinking about the idea where I'm confused at part of this. I don't know what somebody just reading this out of nowhere. Like they're like, oh, I'm going to read Future State and get into DC. Like they're not even going to get who these characters are. But then at the end, no. do you really need to? That that's the problem. I'm saying, like this whole idea, this this old Wonder Woman villain, hypnotic woman. She looks like Wonder Woman. Do you know what's going on with her? No, you really don't. And even like you said before, you like to see Evil Star back, but then you get. Parademon, Eric, did nothing. That was kind of intriguing, right? I swear, was Peacemaker's best friend in this whole deal. (laughs) And you go in, and even like the whole thing. You did good, old boy. You can rest now. It's just crazy. I mean, even the thing with Lors, with Lorzad, like, oh my God, that is pretty big to have, but is it? And it's not really played out. It's more the idea of, oh man, Amanda Waller, you duped me. You know, I don't want to be parts of this, but. Really, everything, I think, just would confuse people. But all you need to know, again, is that there's Superboy, Connor. And, and it, just the idea is like, I was, a, it's like he's reminiscing, like, boy, I've really hit hard times. I, I was on the team. That, now I'm on the Suicide Squad. I mean, bullshit. Uh, but yeah, you end with that and we'll go see how the, you know, the whole Suicide Squad book is. It's coming up in the next couple of weeks. Hopefully so good. hopefully it is. Um, but then we get the backup. And I'll, the backup, I'll tell the eight hundred and fifty third century with Black <laughs> Adam, the Justice Legion Alpha. Yeah, and it's it's good. I like the art. I like the there's there's some things that get a little lost in the translation, but I think that the whole overall idea, given Black Adam, a, a you know a reason to care, you know, well, with Wonder this Woman, this whole thing and all works that. to really seal up the end of the unkindness for Horseman story, where we have the idea that finally Raven. The unkindness as she became at the end of the Shazam story, she is now going through. She has the the Lords of Chaos on her side. She has the seven deadly sins. She's imbued with the powers of Trigon, the Wizard Shazam, and the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. She is freaking OP to the max. And we find out what one of my biggest concerns, like, okay, we got done that Shazam story. What does she just dick around to the 853rd century? But we find out in this from the Gold Beetle that this character, this this unkindness has been going around and slipping through different dimensions and planes of existence and times trying to gobble up the most powerful pieces to this whole overall reality. And she's finally made her way here with her cohorts. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. We have this, but now we have our justice Legion alpha gold bug 
at Goldbug, but Gold Beetle and Black Adam, they're pinned down. We have the big bads coming, and this whole thing where then Gold Beetle goes and pulls out the Blue Beetle Scarab, and they even reference the idea how it's alien tech imbued with magic. And I'm people like, you're tying it all together, all and you're doing it, and you're doing it well. You're saying you're combining it, and you're making it work out well. And even the idea that we activate it with Black Adam taking this and yelling the name, almost like the magic word of the Shazam, but we do the same thing with the name of the of the Scarab Kanji Da. I'm like, you did it, and opens up a doorway to where our heroes then take off before they're taken over by the unkindness and their teammates who are possessed by the unkindness, and they make their way to hell, and they're met by the Phantom Stranger, who then takes them to Skyland. And this idea that we have no magic in the future, this is why nobody could take out the unkindness, because there hasn't been anything magic in the universe for decades yeah, or decades, gone. centuries at this point, and... It's because everybody who's magically based, the quintessence or anything else, they have all taken off into a safe harbor of Skyland. And I think it's funny they bring up the idea of Skyland because no, but it's in the multiversity guidebook. Skyland's chilling right there. It is the home of the old gods. All the old gods that you've ever dealt with, they live in Skyland. And you and I was thinking about this. We talk about whenever they do anything with Wonder Woman mm-hmm. and the Olympians. Oh my God, Olympus has been destroyed, or the Olympian god, or like the gods have taken off. They've left Olympus. But my, that's where they go, right? I'm saying Skyland, Olympus is like in Skyland. All the different Olympuses from the Romans to the freaking Greeks, they're all in Skyland. They're all different sections of Skyland. Even the Norse gods, any old god, they live in Skyland. So what happened with that? We never discussed it, but I was thinking about it when reading this. Yeah, we never talk about Skyland. It's weird they bring it up here, but Black Adam's like, all right, look, we found you guys. We need your asses to come back and help us. No, no, no. We need to seal this bitch off because we're not going to take on the unkind. The whole freaking world is destroyed. It's ruined. Like, no, no, you don't understand. We need to have this back because I need to have my kid. And the thing is, you can't protect Wonder Woman, Statue Wonder Woman, the Justice League and Alpha. She's carrying my baby. Mm-hmm. I can stay here, but you need to make sure that she can too. No, I'm sorry. We can't do that. Well, you're going to go and screw yourself, Wizard Shazam, because I need to have this happen. Oh, wait. It doesn't matter. The unkindness has found yeah. us. Mike. Because yeah, when you it end rains, up, of yeah, course. And, and that's the thing. You end up having, I believe it was Ragman end up giving our uh, resurrection man he gives up and basically he's like yeah resurrection man it's a freaking double agent the entire time he's an asshole the funny thing is as you're saying that i'm thinking the whole idea of everybody complaining about wally i don't see the raven league you know up in arms about how they really made raven (laughs) the villain and my biggest problem and i've said it all along the idea that this whole future state, I think it should have had a weekly, bi-weekly book that gives you the big story of what's happening in future state. When you get this back up, this is this is what it would have been in my mind, where as this all goes through, tie in the four horsemen like you wanted to and you liked it yeah. through the books. But the funny thing about this is, is you get to this and this is what I'm saying, like, oh, my God, this is what I needed to show these big things and what happens throughout, because it is a story that spanned. A lot of time now so you see how it's going and at the end where black adam's going to stop this eventually because he's going to end up bringing magic back and then i'm you know and even going time traveling back to our deal we'll get to in a second and well that's one of those weird things where like you know look we we screwed this whole thing up the future is done and the thing is if you go and call upon my name again black adam you know this whole thing I can transport you back to a time where you can like, you know, make sure that this doesn't mm-hmm. happen. And when he calls out the wizard's name and the rock of eternity, he is transported, which is weird because they almost talk about how he is transported to his old prison back in the Egyptian mm-hmm. time when he was held back. But it almost seems like we end this whole thing with where we kind of began this future state idea with some of these books and Shazam stuff like that. 
where we end up where he's trapped in the rock of eternity, which is in hell. And I'm like, I already don't know what's happening now. We are back yeah. to 2021. 2021. It still feels like we're stuck in future and state. It does, but it must be like right as it starts. I don't know. We'll have to see how it continues on and him being in the whole deal with. And the thing the is, Justice is he, is he, is he quantum leaping this whole thing where he's going back into his own know. body stuck into the rock in hell in the year 2021? Or are there now two black atoms? And that's maybe why we have a Shazadam and we have a black atom somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, that's just Adam just felt like it was him trying to do good. But you could just end up, you get Brian Michael Bendis start out that Chess League where they decide that, hey, let's get Black Adam. We put him back in that rocket. Let's get him out. And they go to hell, get him out. And then he knows what's going on and will be intrigued or whatever they're going to do to make it work. But I see. Or is it because of what we do here with the unkindness attacking and a last ditch effort that we transport Black Adam back to the source of the power, the Rock of Eternity, which accidentally plunges it into hell, which actually starts out this entire I mean, thing? Maybe. And because it might of what just they be do a here. Loop or whatever, but maybe they're saying, and we're hoping that it means. One of them bootstrap Yeah, but we're hoping that it means I that think. he can go <laughs> and stop it before it happens, but that might mean yes. that he. Or, or is he is the is thing he, that causes or it? Or is he supposed to stop it after it happened, but now you you know better but that just ends up in the loop again so we'd have to and that just pretty much what i'm thinking if they go that way you end up just making it so they have a better future of future state i want to have it averted and have just a better future and you know the most hilarious part of this entire issue beyond anything else is on top of being the most important story in all of future states because we now have a point in which we can say we can avert things from happening or we're seeing the cause of a lot of our story with going back in time with the idea of averting and only end up causing it. But as Black Adam is thrust through time back to the Rock of Eternity, we also see his body rip through to Tempest Fugina, killing him in space. Yeah, it looks like Tempest Fugina is completely dead. And you have all these things going on. But also with that, he also looks just like the Rock still, which I like. Eric. But you end up with all this going on. And, and what I... What I get concerned about, and it, it doesn't really matter to us. I'm looking at him, looking at him, oh, I got a tummy ache. You end up where I see a lot of reviews. I've even talked about people to people today and said, oh, did you read the Suicide Squad backup? People, oh, I don't like Suicide Squad. Oh, it was terrible. Oh, did you read the backup? Now nah, I'm not reading any of the backups. I'm like, but it's important. This is important. It's part of the book. All these things going on. And I looked at the reviews and, and my score isn't going to be really high, but looking at the reviews where they're not even mentioning anything about this Black Adam backup, which is a pretty much longest running story in all of Future State. You've had it gone through Flash, Team Titans, and then the, the Shazam. Shazam and then this. So you end up having that. This is one of the longest running deals and people just don't even seem to get it. You even said people came to the site. And they didn't even get the idea that it's even connected between any of the others. And if you don't get that no, connection. No, they just didn't know that Black Adam was a yeah, backup no. of the Suicide Squad. So that he needs to go again, and buy the Suicide Squad in order to read this and finish out the story. There are people who ask me that who read Suicide Squad because nobody's reading the backups. I have like five people that i talked to that are legitimate people I talk to all the time at podcasts and things. And they have just written off the backups because of some of the others. And they're missing out on it because it's this is really important, it seems. If, you know, they oh, tie to, to talk about a few things that I kind of skipped over, but Gold Beetle, even though she thought she existed outside of time working nope. for Wave Rider and the Linear Men and the Vanishing Point, stuff like that, the Unkindness at some point did take her out. So she faded away like she Marty, Marty McFly, McFly leaving us without That's, the like, Gold Beetle. Yeah, I was like, all right, we did it. I wanted that last night. But most important story in all of Future yeah, States is because we might be able to see how our future is averted. And also, like I just said, I didn't even think about it until I started 
talking about it right now. But the idea of people saying Black Adam is now called Shazadam, but we do know that there is a Black Adam. He just helped the Justice League in the Endless Winter before we jumped into Future State. Now, if we have a Black Adam from the future who is stuck inside the Rock of Eternity, which got plunged into hell, does that mean we have two Black Adams in our year 2021? One joining the Justice League, one doing something else to try to avert the unkindness. And, and we'll see. I think that that would get confusing for people. I think that it's just maybe Black Adam, and now he knows better, so he's going off to do good things, and then it's going to confuse everyone. Like, why is he being so good, and why is he doing that? And then, like we said, Vicious Adam like might be too Vicious Adam is just somebody saying it's just Adam because they knew they didn't know better, and Black Adam was saving them. I mean, you just had that, and you saw the picture. It was just Black Adam. Where is that a ruse? I, I I think that would get too convoluted, especially going off to a Brian Michael Bendis story that's more about going to Naomi's homeworld. So we will see how that works out, but we'll we'll see. Maybe there will be two. Maybe that'll be the big deal. Um, and that's the, how you differentiate the two. I, I, they already said that that wasn't a thing, but they could be lying. They just said that that was a joke that people did, leaked. But we'll we'll see. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, because they do call them, well, they wouldn't know any better. Like, why would that random person, though, know that that's the case unless they told them? Maybe you see them say, I'm Shazam. Uh, but Superman and Flash don't seem to be privy to any of that info. Because the thing is, while this is Teth Adam of the future who has given up magic and the idea of any kind of evil, and it's just kind of like an advocate for the planet conduct, he hasn't been Black Adam for centuries upon centuries and stuff like that. He has just for the first time called upon the magic of the, of the wizard Shazam. So he isn't really a Black Adam anymore. And even the idea, he is just Teth Adam. So maybe him just saying the, the, the magic word of the wizard to send him back, maybe he would go by something along those lines to try to be the hero to avert the future so he can one day see his wife and child. Maybe. Maybe we'll, we'll see that. But we'll see. We'll see what – and maybe it'll just be something they hold off on and we just get the regular Black Adam and the Justice League going on and then we see something later. I don't know. I don't know how it'll work out. But what did you give this? Ultimately, I gave this a 6.5 out of 10. It's not a great story, like, you know, score for me telling you this is the greatest part of all future state and how we're going to avert things. Really love the backup, love the art, love everything about it. It's just that first big main issue, the front, the, uh, the, what is it? Not the backup, the front up that we call it. The front up sucked. It just, the, the art was bad. The story was just mediocre and didn't do anything for anybody along the way. Yeah, but that backup, I'm mwah, actually going to give it a it elevated everything else. for the backup and hoping that it does mean something and hoping that. You know, you don't just get them coming and like, oh, we had put Black Adam into the, the rock again and we're going to go get him out. Hey, Black Adam, how are you? He's like, why don't I remember anything? I'm like, oh, you're playing that. But we'll see. We'll see how it works out when we get back to the books next week, maybe. Uh, but what is the next book we're talking about? Next up, we have Future State Superman versus Imperius Lex, number two, written by Mark Russell with art by Steve Pugh, Romeo Fajardo Jr. and Carlos M. Manguel. Lex Luthor has agreed to join the United Federation of Planets that they'll help him with his no economy problem. But this aspect is short-lived once the Federation discovers a deposit of energy crystals that will make Lexor one of the richest planets in the galaxy. And with this discovery, Lex kicks the Federation off his planets with a shrewd takesies backsies. But Superman screws our Lexor leader once again when he undersells him with his synthesized energy crystals. Yes, yeah. You get mark russell doing his thing he's gonna joke around he's doing, mark he's russell doing things, his yeah. commentary a social commentary political, political commentary, satire. satire i don't think it plays well in this future state deal i think it comes off it's as a, a weird joke. thing it's just it, it does come off as a joke and it feels like a weird inclusion to everything else that we've been doing with future state but 
And I'm saying it's it's not a bad issue in my mind, but he, the liberties he takes to make it a, like a fun little comedy issue, it pretty much you have to make Lex Luthor, who is the greatest villain of the DC universe, I don't care what anybody says, the greatest villain and maybe even the greatest hero of the DC universe, into a dope. And I'm like, that's a little bit too far. And he's, you know, he ends up, oh, please, please, I want to join the Federation. I want to join the Federation. And then they're like, oh, we found these crystals. Oh, looks like it's me. But yet, either or, Lois, who's very smart herself, like, each of them hasn't read the bylaws of what they really should have known, so they throw it back at each other. One of the things that gets me is the idea, and this might be me being crazy, Eric, am I crazy? Or the, but it's Superman who pretty much has just based his powers on sunrise. Like, oh, I'm under a red sun, but it's nighttime, so I can do whatever I want. But in the two well, minutes, he's not getting hit by the, yeah, but the, yes, the, the red sun. You, you get hit by the, the red sun when it's night. There's still the rays going. So this means, in my mind, that you're saying that Superman in the regular universe on Earth, he's powerless at night because he's not getting hit by the yellow sun. And that's nonsense. He's and got a battery. It's nonsense. It, it's just to set up a weird tension that doesn't play out anyway. He's there and no, like, it doesn't oh, at all. you know, beat him up until sunrise and then I'll take care of him. It doesn't play out. It plays out for nothing. Well, the whole nothing. thing is we need to have Superman out of here because right away, you know, he, Superman should not be on Lexor because he is the reason that the planet is going to fall into economic yeah. disarray because he destroyed the, the, robot the robots factory. that pillage other planets and stuff like that that Lex is furious about. So this is why Lex needs to join the United Federation of Planets because he needs their – their aid in order to continue on being the leader so the people don't murder him in the streets for letting anything go to hell because they don't have a robot factory to pillage or murder other planets. But this whole idea where we're going on, like, he is all for the United Federation of Planets. Like, here, here, like, they're cheering on Lois Lane, but coming to the planet, Superman's like, all right, look, Lois, you know, I shouldn't really be there. I'm going to come and check on you when I can, but I'm going to go off when you go and do United Federation of Planets stuff. I'm going to go to the moon where I left all these robots and try to reprogram and see if there could be some use at any other time. I'll see you when you're done. So Lois, she goes down to planet. She's getting the big rah-rah welcome by the people and Lex and going around and doing all their stuff. And we have the United Federation of Planets doing their survey work to make sure because once you join, the idea is, yes, the, the Federation will give you aid, but they're also going to take we things from every, your planet yeah. to aid themselves and other planets and stuff like that because it's a big sharing community it's socialism america is what we're getting at once, it's, it's it's the freaking you know it's the star trek universe which i really enjoy but when we have the the federation you know surveyors show up say oh my god you won't it believe this shit seconds we, we would just found a mountain deposit of energy crystals which amplify anybody's and this is revolutionary it's going to save every planet and the freaking you know energy problems this is going to be huge and like shit you know what i, I don't want to be a part of the federation anymore i need you to get the fuck off my planet i'm gonna murder this dude right now i'm gonna murder you i'm gonna just I, take care I, I of expect, all this stuff i mean he's so over the top here i'm expecting him to drive up in a cigarette truck and yell i'm rich bitch and, ah, ah, and go off i mean this is what i'm waiting for because he just he's not even subtle about it hey lex luther to me would be very subtle about it he do some stuff that's right in your face it's so over the top. That's the thing is my biggest problem with what the first issue gave us because we have Lex Luthor, who is the ruler of Lexor. And instead of using any of his intelligence or smarts to actually make this planet work, the first thing he does is build robots to pillage other planets. He hasn't seemed to look at anything that this planet has to offer. And they fed the surveyors they immediately find, find immediate. the, the greatest thing That's in the galaxy. So weird. And he's like, oh. I love the idea that they're like, well, we have surveyors who come down here in these mecha suits. And they go out and they check out the I'm expecting them just to go and like, 
okay, they got three oceans, you got some people, or, or even look, oh, they have a lot of people that are, you know, in poverty, whatever. These guys just go to a random area with, with mountains and start drilling into it and find it right away. And it's Deuterium so crystals, ridiculous. And then, the like I said, full of them. either or, Lois doesn't read the bylines of how it is what you get when you join, but then Lex doesn't read the other the small print about what you have to give to do this. They're going that. The idea that Superman is barely in the book and yet is in it too much because this really feels like it should have just been Lois and Lex. When you get Superman, he just comes down to get beat up. And so it's just a weird ass thing. Now, we have one more issue. And after I got done this, I'm like, why? What are we going to do with this extra issue? We have to have another issue of Superman being a jerk to Lex Luthor to make sure that he can't be just and a happy are, dictator. And these crystals seem to be something that they already know of, right? That they find yeah. them. Superman has sat on his hands for all this time when he could have solved the energy crisis of the galaxy, but now just to screw Lexi does it because he goes back and fashions synthetic version of it. But why didn't he do it two days ago when everybody needed <laughs> I, I the energy? Love the idea too, because we have a big fight between Superman and Lex Luthor here because Lois is involved and we're going to have a big fight, you know, where Lex is going to try to beat down Superman since they are under the red sun at this point. But ultimately it just is Lois and Superman leaving the planet because Lois knocks Lex on his ass with one of those surveying mecha suits. But we get back, and I just love the idea at the end, though, where Lex is sitting there just talking to his little droid, like, how much money did we make today? Thinking he is high on the hog. Like, we haven't made anything, sir. And the idea that we then go back to Earth to find out that Superman is being awarded with ceremonies for synthesizing these crystals, and he's the greatest being in the universe. I'm like, I think Lex or like I think Lex is going to make giant thrusters for the planet you. and smash Lex or <laughs> in the you, Earth. The idea, though, Superman is always a day late. He might not be a dollar short, but he's writing. Clark Kent writes a story about a guy after he died, but could have used the help before when he was living. And here he just synthesizes this stuff that seemingly he could do in a night to solve the energy crisis. And everybody's awarding him shit. And, and with that all with it, I wanted Lex to have all the money and then realize they ain't shit to buy on that planet because all they have are robots, the Killbot factory. I don't see why he needs, I know that he needs the money. Because he craves it, but I just want him to go. All right, I have all the money. What can I spend it on? Well, we really don't have much so here. Now, so now he has a stockpile of crystals that nobody will buy because they're overpricing and get them for free from Superman and an economy that is still in shambles because he didn't join the yeah. United Federation <laughs> of Planets. And all these people will and die on top. And no, 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 the people won't die because they'll murder Lex Maybe, first and but eat what his are they dead body. Do then? I, they still don't have anything on the planet. They might eat him for a day. It seems the thing is, it seems like you got people inside us. Even that one guy who was on, like, well, on the, uh, the news the one time last the issue. Social they, deal. they might be able to come together and have come an idea together. of how to do their own what planet. The That'd be like me and you. We get lost on an island. What am I making? A coconut car? Me and you are dead. Better it's be. going to be who ends up eating who well, first no, in a non way. They have some way. smart people on this planet. I think they died in a robot explosion. They they know how to make killbots. That's all they. I also, I also really love that for whatever reason in this future esque world of future state of this thing, that Lex Luthor walks around sucking on a lolly like he's Kojak. He's, he's like, oh, "What's up, baby?" I, you end up with this. What did Lois end up doing? Is this going to go back with the helper robot that she ends up disconnecting and then connecting? Did they put something that they're watching him now in there? Because that was a weird deal where she just went up and pulled off his contact Lex core and let us know about it. And he kind of fritz us out, but then nothing ever came about and he's back. And, and even with that, 
the idea earlier on that first well, he was issue, just blocking the door so she couldn't I get know, out but she ended up pretty much destroying him it seemed he ended up shutting yeah, down she just pulled out the, the, the brain like superman did with the yeah, other robots but he's back two panels later two pages later with lex with no fuss no in. muss but i who plugged it in and when did it's we just get a plug it? and play yeah i don't know she ends up doing it it looks like it's like worse than that and she just does that and then it's back i think there might be what i'm trying to figure out what leads to the next issue except he makes these crystals into a weapon but even that last issue you had superman who started talking about the well, kill he has a bots. stockpile of crystals he has to do something with them and we have the kill bots It'll of the moon so these two aspects thing. are how we have to deal with in the third issue yeah, well superman went to try to reprogram the kill bots on the moon and last issue is talking about their robot souls and things now he's like well I'll be gentle here i'm Do like they have you feelings. ripped out their brains the last time and that whole deal <laughs> with the newscast is just the idea of you know mark russell going with there's the media again they'll report one thing one day and then later on they'll say the opposite and lex just kills the one guy because he questions them and says oh man what's going on and yeah it's like you get these little bits of, do people need a strong leader? Do they need somebody who's kind? Lex says that they need somebody because people are weak, so they need a leader to live through that they feel strong because of it. It all gets all convoluted. My mind is a goofy deal that is like, a, you know, almost like a cartoony type deal. Oh, my God, Lex. That's oh, very cartoony. Oh, man, I have all these crystals, but Superman screwed me again. And then, but just to get <laughs> another issue. It's just so at the end of March because at the end of this with what we made zero dollars because Superman ended up synthesizing Sir, it. What will we do with the stockpile wah, of crystals? Wah, I'm thinking that's, that's I'm enough thinking. ending for me. I'm done. And I think the problem is, is that <laughs> this isn't the greatest story anyway. Now, people seem to be, you know, there's, I enjoy there's Mark Russell fans. But if I was buying this, I don't know that I'd even buy that. We're going to be out of future state anyway. And this doesn't even have any connection. It's I don't just know. goofy. That future state Gotham's coming Ooh, back. That's to be continued as a digital thing or whatever. That's not a, a regular book. That's How connected is this anyway? I'm sitting there. I'm like, I don't think I'd continue with this. I'd just be like, oh, I'm done. I'd, I wish we still had sales. I, I get there'd be a huge drop, but. Uh, what would you give this? I ended up giving this a 6.9 at the end. I enjoyed the art in this. And I had a bunch of chuckles with this whole thing throughout. I just wish that in order for Mark Russell to tell his political satire story that we didn't have to, you know, force in the idea that Lex Luthor is a dope to make it work. But there is some fun to be had here and some chuckles if you're not too invested with the overall idea that this is a future to what we're currently doing with. It's just a fun little story at the end. Yeah, I give it a fuck you five. I can't stand it. It's just everything else. This just throws it like... Okay, Mark Russell, you're going to get involved in this event. Eh, fuck this. I'm going to do what I do. And it's just the, the typical Mark Russell bullshit. And if you like that, I'm sure you'll like this. Uh, I don't like that. And I just end up seeing a guy who just is doing anything and gets three issues when so many of these books needed three issues. And this is the piece of shit that gets it. It just infuriates me. But we'll move on to the last book here which is a book that also kind of annoyed me because I really wanted to like it, but it's Future State Aqua Man number 2, written by Brandon Thomas, art by Daniel Simperi, Adriana Lucas, and Clayton Cowles. I love Jackson Hyde, and I love Andy Curry. I just didn't like the story. I don't know if they're trying to make Andy so sassy here, but she solves her problems not by, you know, talking to fish or trying to help things, but enslaving them. And it wouldn't have been so bad if the fish and its family were fine with it, but they weren't. And then at the end, she doesn't even rectify the situation. Plus, we barely get any Jackson Hyde anyway. It looks great, by the way, but Andy 
telling this glimmer of fish to stop bitching and moaning because she would make things cool at the end and doesn't really rub me the wrong way. And, and doesn't. Yeah, and doesn't. And there's not much story anyway. I mean, that's the, the end be all end all. The story well, just is the just idea cast away you, Andy doing. You love Andy Curry, little Princess Andy, and you love, you know, Jackson High grown up to be the Aquaman, and you have a dynamic duo action that you want to see this future state. And when you get into the story, you realize. Andy was living on an island by herself, abusing fish to make them into her leg while Jackson was locked up on Neptune in a prison trying to escape for six years. Mike, that's a I mean, dark I'm ass even, future I'm that I don't dig. I'm waiting for an idea where she is. She ends up. She might, she might as she pretty much grew up the same way that John Kent yeah, did in an earthly really. volcano. Yeah, it's true. At least she didn't have Ultraman telling stories and crying. Uh, but yeah, no, she ends up. She's being bitched at by Glimmerfish yeah, for six she years. She ends up, but uh, rightfully so. She ends up, you know, washed up on shore. Back. She is. She's bleeding out, right? I want her baby. She's she's bleeding <laughs> out, and these fish end up being controlled by her with her aquakinesis. Tell her, would you, would you, that she uses emotionally? I I, I don't know. I have, I have to stop you right here because this is the biggest problem with the story I have because I want to like establish what Andy Curry's powers are going forward. We know that Aquaman, he suggests things to fish and they, you know, help him out. She commands fish to do stuff, which is a problem. But in this, where she's washed up on this weird alien island, she's surrounded by, you know, these weird glimmer fishes are called, which she can talk to. And, I don't know if these are regular fish or if these are fish that are actually made of water because when she is bleeding out and they're yelling at her about how they can't help her, they're going to have to deliberate for a month at a time. She then uses her power to either turn these fish into water to make it a foot for her out of into hard water foot or these are just water fish that she then just turns into well, a hard and, water and foot that become her regular she foot. She ends up freaking out. I mean, she's dying. She's in shock. She's screaming. She's already, they already spelled out and I think that they think that they set it up completely. And she's a little girl. She ends up screaming help me you have to help me she is freaking out and that's what has happened before where she ends up getting mad at jackson all of a sudden the sharks show up and they're gonna oh i didn't mean it i'm sorry i don't really i can't control it i don't really know so she ends up doing that which then seemingly makes these fish that seem to be made of water join in with her aquakinesis to then form a leg that stays solid and then she says it was an accident i'm sorry now right here all you have to do is maybe have one of these glimmer fish that realized that Andy was having problems. And you know what? Our glimmer fish society talks a lot and we don't need to deliberate. I acted myself. I helped. Whatever. Just have them okay with it. Have the idea of I needed Why to help you. Why do we have an entire subplot of Andy oh doing the God. wrong thing and forcing Over things and against their will to be a part of her into this whole thing when it doesn't it, ever and, get and resolved? Isn't it weird? It's like almost like we have the podcast here. And then as we're going on, I have to every five minutes just cut into you saying, our podcast sucks. And then we go on because you don't even leave this. What are you, this. a listener? I'm saying, yeah, really. You don't even leave this, though. You keep being reminded of how much of a piece of shit she is. And I don't understand it. Why can't it be that this glimmer right. fish the goes against the society issue. or something? You are waiting for Andy to give this glimmer fish back to its school of other glimmer fish because they're yelling for six years. Give us our brother back to the point where she's even trying to escape the island six years later to find Jackson. And then it starts her foot, her freaking glimmer fish foot starts talking to her. Give me back. <laughs> give me back. Please send and me home. 
you are waiting for this great resolve to this whole two-issue story where Jackson and uh, and Andy, they get back together again, and she releases the Glimmerfish back to school. It never no, happens. Just imagine this. She ends up, she's freaking out. Help me, help me. They're like, you have violated his natural will and forced him to. I only asked for help. I had no idea what would happen. And, but they're saying, you have made a slave of one of our fish. And then you go to such, and this Don't is the thing. Don't tread on me, dude. Yeah, really. And, and when you start getting more and more into it, she becomes worse and worse. At one. You have enslaved him. First off, the fish is out of water, for crying out loud. I've seen movies that they say that's Look, the case. Not, not only is fish out. out of water, but you might have, depending on what happens here, because the art, while I think it is, looks great, it's not very clear, you might have transmuted this fish into water and made it into a Maybe. fish. I don't know what you even did here. You did, even that, because it's, it's weird. But you end up where, okay, she's enslaved a sentient being. Because she needed a foot. Now, they, they don't end up going with the whole idea of her saying, please, if I get rid of you, I bleed out, I die. Please don't let me die. And they're like, okay, well, you know what? And just have her be friends with Harry the foot. I don't know what you'd call this glimmer fish. Call him no, glimmer. I'm telling you, that thing, you have this thing, you know, like uh, say it's going to volunteer to do this to make sure that she survives because they can feel how special she is with something connection to the confluence, to the water. Now in the future, you almost have a firestorm situation where you have a dual, like, you know, sentience talking back, but she can, she's the only one that can hear her foot talking to her because it's this crazy weird thing. And don't even make a fish. Make it this weird alien water that she has the aquakinesis yeah. and can form this hard water construct. And it can stay, this, too. And, and it's she doesn't sentient. have to concentrate, but it's sentient. I'd call this probably... But even make it even make it even like intel- a real yeah, intelligent thing where it can actually help her be an aqua woman and give her advice on what to do going forward in different aspects. You have made a really cool character, but now you just built yourself a monster yeah, in the and, future. And, you know, and then you wanted to shut up. You put on a sock. Put a sock in it, she says. Also, I'd call the book My Left Foot, Eric, and it would be great. But with this, you end up she gets worse and worse because then I'm telling it's you, you just a leg to up set here. up here, you know, she doesn't want to be Eileen. She's Andy. But you end up with the setup of she has enslaved something against its will so that she would survive. But then they keep asking, hey, you're going to give it back. No, no, no. Then it gets so I'm fickle. going to give it Just back. Say, God, guys. You stole him from us. And without him, you wouldn't be. She says, stop. Be quiet. Let me eat, please. She doesn't even want to be disturbed during dinner. She's so upset. I can understand then that. she has enslaved something. They're trying to get it back. And she says, hands off my stuff. What, what, you mean like your leg? You jerk? I mean, she never Look, seems is, to ever I can understand anything. because just imagine this too, because here I am. I'm little Andy Carey. I'm stuck on an island for who knows how long at this point in time. I am trying to survive with my freaking obnoxious fish foot. I need to find my brother who, for some reason, we're calling Jackson Hyde our brother mm. in this. Um, I guess it's I know how why. they decide to do you this. You know why? why is that? It's because the fish keep calling the foot the brother and she has to turn it around and say, so you're not she's the trying only- to turn yeah, it up a notch. She's like, you're not the only one who has a brother that you don't have. I'm using yours to get mine. Everything will be fine then, but they're not but good then with somehow, it. But then somehow, in this weird alien world on this weird alien island, these glimmer fish who are talking to her also get weird pirate toads to come and try to steal her shit that she ha- then has to fight yeah, they off. They say they can control some things. They even have a yeah. a uh, like a wave that comes a tidal wave, but she fights it off with her akakinesis. Says, "I need to know, know what's going on with these glimmer like, fish and what their powers it. and well, intelligence we're in the are." And so you can do whatever, but that's the problem. We don't know. So I think they're making that as the lesson. 
you know, we don't have to worry about this slavery thing. The one cool thing about this, though, because while everything we've talked about, it's not a cool aspect of this at all, but during this entire time that Andy is on the island, for all the shit that she gave Jackson in the first issue, how he should not be an aqua man, he is just, you know, the person her father chose and was everybody talks shit on. She survives because of what Jackson has taught her to be Aquaman all this time. All the lessons that he taught her how to survival fighting all this stuff. This is what gets her through. And you realize Aquaman is a good, I mean, you know, Jackson is a great mentor to her and has lived up to the role of Aquaman. I love that aspect of the story. It's just when you get back to everything else, it just turns into a real shit pile. Well, she starts, yeah, and she's, she learned her lessons. You have this crazy, like, you have those toad guys. Get off my stuff. Then a tidal wave. You ain't going to stop me. She yells, shut up. And stops it. So how long do, How long do you think she's on the island? Because she says it. Six, yeah, years. six years. So you have this going on. Six years since she's had this water leg, glimmer fish leg, right? So she ends up now she's like, she remembers. And the best is she remembers, Eric, that she could swim. She's going to swim out of here because she doesn't like hearing this bullshit from the glimmer fish. They're following her, yelling at her. Bring back your corpse. Give us back our brother. She says, you know what? If I was who I keep pretending or you keep pretending I am, I would have taken over every single one of you and made you leave me alone. I'm like, that does not make things better. (laughs) Then what makes it worse? Six years, Eric. And the leg finally says one thing. She even says, because it says, hours have come and gone. You cannot maintain this. It's actually starting to talk like it's not saying, hey, uh, you, you stole me. I'm your slave. It's saying. Watch out, Andy. You're going to die. You can't keep swimming like this. Her response, oh, my God. Now my weird fish leg thing is going to keep bothering me, too? That means it's never said a word for six years so, and says so, you can't so. maintain this. And if she dies, I'm assuming the thing just goes off her. And so he's not even mean. Shut up, leg. I mean, really? You, you pipe up after six years? Is that the only thing that the leg says during this entire issue? Sa- yes. I think it is. And, and she says, I, think I mean, at too. six years, she says, now my weird fish right, now, thing is going to keep t- bothering me. Now, imagine this on top of it. After six years, it says something <laughs> to her. She's furious for it, having like any kind of forethought okay. to make sure that she was okay. She promises the <laughs> Glimmerfish school that when I get done fighting my brother, I'll bring yours back to you. Yep. I saw the Justice League issue. She has two legs in the future yep. in the Justice League, which takes place far and after this. I'm like, you never went back. No. And even that, she's like, hey, she she can't even ask it its name. This thing talks now. And she goes, hey, glimmer legfish thing. <laughs> like, you are a bitch. And even when she does get to, to Pluto through the convergence. I'm sorry, not Pluto. When she gets to Neptune and to the through the confluence and finds Jackson and the captors and stuff <laughs> like that, the first thing she yells at him, I'll kill every last one of you. <laughs> she's so oh, angry. Oh, little princess Andy. Oh, what happened? All grown and, up. And the problem with this is. We love Andy. Uh, you know, even in the little bit, and this is where I she said, even the Justice League book, and she learned her lesson or stuff. But even then, you didn't get a lot of her, right? I was I was upset because we didn't get a lot of the characters there. Yeah. And so we're done now. And the only peek at an older Andy is so bad that, you know, this is the most we've we get from Andy. It's awful. I want to know. Well, she's ruined. Multiversal Flash. You know, we got a lot of that. Uh, you don't oh, get Jess anything. Chambers. Yeah. So she's there. And you're like, Kid Quick. all these things being said. And, and not one point does Andy realize how bad she is being. She ends up going then to get Jackson. And like you said. God damn, Jackson looks yeah, badass And the only the good thing about that whole deal was that she did realize that even though I threw shade at Jackson and didn't think he was worthy or whatnot. 
everything I know and everything I'm going to say is something he taught me. And that is really cool. Now, I would have liked more Jackson in the book as well, but even the or less really bad Andy. But she comes in and like, how long have you been here in prison? Well, how long were you gone? I can't keep track of time. Six years. OK, let's escape. And they, and I'm I'm just waiting for this end where. Even if she takes the glimmer fish back, where I don't even know if she knows how to now, but even if she did, I don't think that solves the awfulness of six years. But she's there, and then you get the line, because Andy gets upset at one point, and all these sharks and fish gather. And and I love Jackson. Yeah, this whole yeah. thing, even the thing when they make their way out of the Neptune prison, they come up to the surface of this planet, and Andy is just you know all PTSD out from everything she's everything. gone through. She's tunnel vision, tunnel vision, single focus to make sure that she gets what is hers again, no matter who she has to go through to get it. Her mind is racing; it's sending out the signal to all the freaking predatory animals on here. And there's Aquaman, Jackson Hyde is like, "Hey, I'm out now. They can't follow us. Yeah. It's over. And, and basically Let them go." Says- the and then just keeps saying, hey, Andy, Andy, yeah, let yeah. them go and until she he finally breaks through to her. Yeah, and, and the idea of they only can get what they get from us. They're only going to be as big. So let's give them nothing. Let's get out, you know, all yeah. that. When he says, let them go, and Andy's eyes go wide open, I, I thought she realized that that damn glimmer fish is still her leg. And the idea of, oh, my God, I use this no, thing. No, we've forgotten about that. that. <laughs> Never mentioned. It's there, and there they go. Everyone and then you just goes. have some great moments with Andy breaking down finally that she it is all over, and she can finally cry because she it is over, and we have Aquaman swimming over. Andy, look at me. Look at me. We're alive. We survived, and we will find our way back home. We won't lose each other ever again. Plus, and I'm funny, even though make light of this whole situation and try to get a smile on her face from this terrible, terrible ordeal for the last six years. You know, we, we've done some dimension hopping, gone through space, lost in time. Kind of thing. This is what gets you in the Justice League, baby. That's what I heard. Also, you you, you, you left out one line at the end. You have a freaky glowing leg thing, and she's fine with it. She's like, and, and what, what is the, le- the leg's like, excuse me, when are we going home? Uh, you know, what about me? He ended up saying, nope, nope, not at all. We do not get the return of the leg. Everything with Andy is not Just good the at idea all, but everything with Jackson, even Jackson is amazing. Who doesn't know where he's like, yeah, you got that cool ass glowing leg. Why doesn't she snap out? I'm like, oh my God, I'm sorry. Oh no. Roger, we the can't leg. go home yet. I'm going to take you back now. Or, hey, let's go. Back. But they can't. So this the story ends up being a weird way that you really painted yourself into a corner with this leg because she can't do anything about her. She bleeds out. And then you get the deal now. Well, that was six years ago. I think she, she would have been stumped I over by now. I don't think so. Because of the idea that that's now like almost like the living thing. They're still, as she's going around, so give us back, it, you corpse. I think that this is kind of the way that it was never allowed. It's part of her leg. If you get off Glimmerfish leg, I think that you have open wound again because you're removing that leg again. And uh, yeah, she just, she doesn't care. She doesn't care at all. She doesn't even bat an eye. And yeah, she's even, I mean, she's even letting Jackson make a joke about this leg. And she's like, yep, yeah, about that. It's almost like the leg tries to talk and it like shushes. She shushes the leg to shut up. Like, man, that's a cool glimmer. I'm not just, yeah, shut up. And and yeah, you just go off and you're like, you enslaved a sentient being. All you had to do was make this thing okay with what it was doing and even wanting to help her in the long run. Even if you wanted to have this society of glimmerfish that they're, Oh, we debate, we debate. And you have this one with a heart of gold that's like, we can't do this. She has a heart of gold, too. I have to help her. Boom. And then like, you have them talk. And then I said at one point she could say at the end, I'm going to take you back now. Man, you were really. And he's like, 
Oh my no. god, no. I'm able to go and do these adventures. This is the greatest thing ever. Let's it's go. It's Andy's own Jaro. Yeah, that's all you needed. You would have a cool thing, and, and whether or not we would ever see it again, whatever, but you would end up with the deal. Also, it could have been her Wilson on the, the island. She could talk, yep. she could tell a story. And the idea of, oh, tell me something about you know yourself or whatever. Oh, man, there's this guy, Jackson, and I really was mean to him, but, man, he taught me how to hunt. Oh, really? That's cool. You could even have that as those flashbacks, and it works so much better to make this work. And at the end, she's just a, a slave driver that doesn't care and it re- and, and doesn't care about marine life, which that makes it even worse as who she is. Poor marine water life. Doesn't again, matter because I, it's Am still I supposed bad. to take away from this that Andy's power is I can take a whole school of fish or a whole school of sharks, whatever that's called. I want to think it's going to be called a murder of sharks no, like crows because it's of what the they are. But so they I can transmute are. them into water, come at me, and I can make an entire – Marine life armor around me, or were, additions to my I just body. Think there were fish made of water in this confluence. We're in an, an Elseworlds deal, even in an Elseworlds. I think that that was the play. She says it was by accident. I don't. She can't explain it. They even said, you know, Dylan. She's like, I told you it was by accident. I don't know what's going on and whatnot. I'll figure it out. Never figures it out. I mean, the idea they were in some weird alternate world deal. I think, and we never saw any other fish either. I think that they. But here's the thing: whether they're water. Whether they're made of concrete, whether they're made of poo, Eric Poo, they're still sentient beings that she has enslaved. I mean, that's the deal. She ended up enslaving creatures that were sentient and then didn't even care at the end. And I thought that was a. I mean, I don't know how anybody could read yeah, this. Yeah, slavery's wrong. How could anybody read this and at the end say, "Okay, that's cool"? It, wouldn't an editor just read this and say, "Well, what happened to the leg?" Like, did she take it back? Oh, yeah. Well, that's assumed. No, no, it's not assumed. Have her do it. And you don't. So, what would you give this at the end? I, I don't. I don't even know why we had her cut her own leg off to begin with. I'm like, this, the whole thing just felt like attack the tentacle that's around you. Don't cut your leg off to make sure that Jackson gets away, and then enslave a it, fish it to make sure destroy it. It was such a weird choice in the last issue to get to this weird choice in this issue. But ultimately, I really, really love the art of this story. It's just that everything to do with you know Aqua Woman Andy Curry is terrible and i don't like anything about it while like the, the emotion behind a lot of stuff that we're dealing with her wanting to get to jackson jackson wanting to get to her even when they finally do get it's the freaking masterpiece of this issue but the majority of it is no good because of the stuff that they're putting out there making andy a terrible unremorseful character it's like six out of ten yeah, in the I'm end. six out of ten too because i like the art and some of the moments i wish we got more jackson i think that what you're trying to play here is the idea that she's young She's trying to learn. She's over emotional. She grew up on an island. She's over emotional. I'm telling you, that is bad as well. But the idea of her being emotional and, John and she couldn't control it. And then at the end, you know, Jackson's able to get through to her to tell her, you know, let things go. She's got this. You think in the stuff. future this could be a weird camaraderie that Aquaman and Superman have talking about how they missed out on their kids' childhood because they were taken away from them and had to grow up by themselves. What, what ends up happening is we avert this future and then Andy doesn't lose her leg. I just thought that the leg loss that was supposed to be a, a deal to show that she still her anger still controls her powers and she's got to get over she that. And then at the end she is able to get over it. Well, she is redheaded, Eric. And then at the end Oh my god. Oh my. You end up at the end though where Jackson is the one, you know, the idea he taught her to hunt. He taught her to, and now at the end, the final Use lesson is to teach her to let things go, whatever. The problem is 
She still has that leg, and it was really bad to get to that point. You could have done it in a different way, uh, but you didn't. And so, yeah, six out of ten, though, because the art is real good, and the Jackson stuff's great. But, you know, I don't know that we'll ever, you know, find out about anything. And it says uh, Aquaman and Aquawoman escape again at the end, and then you're just, okay, we'll see what that means. But I don't know how much we're going to see them with this or anything going forward. But if we do, she better take that leg back pronto. Uh, but yeah, it's hers now. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess because I'm even going with the idea that once you get out of the confluence into its different section, now it's just a leg because it's not pipe it, or she has told it enough to shut up and it's keeping its mouth shut because it doesn't seem to want to, you know, pipe up and say, Hey, uh, Hey there, Jackson, I heard all about you. You seem like a good guy. Can you take me back to my parents? Can you take me back to my family, please? Uh, but what was your book of the week? My book of the week was Future State Dark Detective number four. I believe that mine might have been two. I, I think it was. I thought earlier. Didn't you give that like a 5.5? Uh, maybe. I don't know what I ended up giving the uh, book of the week, Eric. <laughs> I'm actually confused because I actually thought to myself earlier that it was a clear winner generations for forged. me. And we'll go with that. I thought I gave something a 7.5. <laughs> right. uh, no, actually, it's Suicide Squad. I gave it a 7. Okay. That's, that's what, right. that's what it was. I was that. thinking to myself that I uh, ended up giving something a 7.5. But yeah, my book of the week is Suicide Squad because it's the most important deal. And yeah, I like the backup. Didn't really like the front up. But what we're going to talk about next week, not a ton of books, but you know, a huge one. I mean, it's huge as huge can be, Eric, is what I'm saying here. You know what I'm talking about. Batman number 106. We'll be getting back to the regular is that what you're run. About? No, no, I was just trying to pull up the page. Uh, we yeah, have a number one that's right up Eric's alley, the back alley. Eric. Crime Syndicate Crime number Syndicate one. Crime Syndicate number one. Oh, Infinite Frontiers zero. That is the big thing to push us towards our book. For some reason I didn't realize it was a zero. I thought it was a number one. Yeah. The the problem is with me is you're going to get this deal like there's a lot of problems rebirth, there. If I remember right, we didn't have a lot of books that week. So you read the Rebirth special. You were all excited. Then you get the books. Like people with the Infinite Frontier coming out with all these others. You know, they may not even get it or read it or whatever. But it, it's well, you don't have to, a lot of books It's next supposed week. to be the kickoff to go to it. I, I'm surprised they didn't have it in some other way. But you have Man Bat number two. Eric, you love that first issue. You got Suicide Squad I look forward to this one. number one, where we'll see. You know, Awkward that Connor too. Kent, Eric. Connor Kent, baby. The Swamp Thing, number one. Ram V. Everybody loved that future state Swamp Thing story. We'll see how this is with not a Alec Holland, you know, Swamp Thing. So we'll have to see how that is. It's just not a character that I'm really interested in at all, but we'll be talking about it too. He had a cartoon series, a TV series, a movie series, another TV series. This character has been... Ev- so did I Toxic had a Swamp Avenger. Thing. I'm not sitting there reading about him every week I either. had a Swamp Thing board game as a young child, Battle did in the Bayou, Did you get that for Jim. Christmas, you piece of crap loner? No, no, I didn't. No I was younger, friend, actually. Asshole. My daddy was playing with me and my was other brothers. Was he? Did play the Swamp Thing game? Yeah, yeah. yeah how long? Oh, it's not very how good, but I, I remember that? getting it. I just uh, 25 years ago, 30 years ago. And and the character really hasn't changed since. That's my biggest problem is you kind of get the same deal. It is, but we'll see how that plays out. We'll see, Eric, because you end up having Alec Collins Swamp Thing. He's keeping things together. Swamp Thing's everywhere you want to be. He's keeping things together after that Justice League Was it ever really Alec Collins Swamp Thing, Jim? Well, it wasn't, but he thought it was. And 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 then it was. And then it wasn't. Eric, even if the heart is made of weeds. (laughs) That's what I say. Uh, 
He might smoke. He might that. smoke a lot of pot though, because he has to mow his lungs. I think that's a joke. That's a swamp thing. Joke. You got to mow that your lungs. Money with money. pot. Yeah, because it's grass, Eric. The grass is in his lungs. <sighs> but his lungs are made of a swamp thing. Ah, yes, Eric. But two of those books will be on the Patreon spotlight. My guess is Infinite Frontier of the Swamp Thing. (laughs) Eric said the Swamp Thing because people will want to drive me nuts. Because they know you didn't like it. Yeah, it's just, I always get bored. It's always heavy narration. It's a little bit over your head. No, it's narration. (laughs) Over my head? How can it be? It's the same story for the past 30 years. We'll see. We'll see if Ram V can do it. People think he's the darling, Eric. He can't do any wrong, that guy, except maybe and that with means that you last don't like him name. immediately. No, I, I liked him at one point. I just, the JLD, I saw people giving his run of the JLD, the book of the century, at, at points. I and, saw people saying his run was James Tynan's run still. Yeah, yeah, too. That too. But I ended up saying that his run was his run, and he ended up pulling that book out of the garbage. I'm like, really? I only saw tens the whole time. I don't know where the garbage part was. But yeah, we'll be doing those two of those on the Patreon. He's so angry about these characters. <laughs> I just don't really care for them. But maybe this will be the time. Maybe it'll win me over. Maybe this will be. We'll it. see. I'll check it out when it comes out, I guess. But that's that. <laughs> two guess. of those will be on patreon.com slash weird science. And yeah, we'll be doing four, I guess, four books on the regular show and figuring out what we might do on the Friday show, uh, possibly doing the digital stuff, the Second Sun book. That's coming out about Tim Fox, Eric. So, we'll Jace, oh, Jim. No. Jace. He's not Jace yet in that book. That's why I got you. He I is so. You and no, he is not. He's Tim. It says it right in the one page. Tim Fox. And that's what he Jace. No. We're going to have to see what makes him Jace. At one point, he. I feel like I saw him called Jace at one no, point. No, he's not at all. <laughs> he ends up, and it's really spelled out that it's Tim. The problem is later, he ends up saying a Vietnamese word that I thought meant Jace. I'm like, ooh, that's it. No. No, no. Good that, luck. That's a. Uh, that's a Russian word for good that luck. Was it a Russian word? So that gives you yeah. a little bit of a uh, a hint of who Val might be, Eric. There you go. So you're, you're cracking the code yourself. I ended up looking it up, and it just came up as good luck, and I assumed it was Vietnamese because they were in Vietnam. But you end up with that book. We'll probably be talking a little about that and see if he goes by Chase. We'll see. But that's the end of the podcast. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm paging through it nope. right now. I swore there was a section or it something like called Chase. It actually fully spells out when it says his name as a narration device. Tim Fox. I just want to be right yeah, now. <laughs> no, I ended up looking a couple times too because I wanted to see what we're going to find out why he changed his name. And then I thought, well, probably to protect his rich ass that's family. What it would be. That's all you need to do. And he just goes by that. But yeah, we'll, we'll be talking about some things like that yeah. as we go. So thanks everybody for listening to the podcast. That's it. Eric, what do we say? At the end, I'm always right in the end. I'm, I'm, I'm not done this issue yet, so I just want to go through before I say okay, the end to make sure. No, it's not there. But yeah. you know what? Grifter does call him Timmy. Yeah, Timmy. <laughs> I like that. But yeah. All right. Everybody so, have a great week. Week. Keep it weird. Weird. And I'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Two months in future state Giving a different look Eric, you're trying to find out The most important book Grab Suicide Squad Back up with Black Adam He told me it was the book We'll see the fix got new yeah He said it happened
in the year 3000. It's gonna change all because of Black Adam. He'll go above his own future state nonsense and make it fine.